it is Wednesday, April 21st. Hilarious show today. I can't thank you enough for joining us. I think I think you'll enjoy today. I, I do believe there was a great vibe. Not a lot going on, but we covered everything that is. Uh, and I'm not, we can't have big trick energy, but if you want to see a magic trick performed on uh, me and on the show, go to youtube.com forward slash the Pat McAfee show. Also, we're debuting a vlog uh, about the behind the scenes of last week uh, behind the WWE and everything like that. Foxy went to work, made a magical piece of art there. That'll be debuting at 6 p.m. today at youtube.com forward slash the Pat McAfee show. I can't thank you enough for spending time and listening to the show. If you like it by the end of it, please be a friend, tell a friend. If not, just act like it never, ever happened. Just like just two Two ships passing in the night. Mm-hmm. No big deal. Show stunk. Don't don't tell anybody about it. Just act like it never happened. We'd be very grateful. We won't tell you about. We won't tell anybody about you stinking either. No, we won't say your job stinks. Hey, we won't say you stink at your job either. No, we'll just act like it never happened. We'll just move forward. But if you like the show, please be a friend, tell a friend. Let's get to it, Ty. I hope you had a great Tuesday, April 20th, also known as 420. We had snow in Indiana. This is the most snow that has happened here since 1897, this late into April. I had no idea that they had been keeping track of this type of shit since 1897. Now, although it was very alarming, and I was hoping that the sun would come, and I, I had been dancing on the grave of that stupid groundhog over there in Pennsylvania saying that he was wrong again. Let's get rid of him. Seems like he was right. He said six more weeks of winter. Here we are past six weeks at least from that moment where he popped his dumb little head out of that hole and went down inside of it in a full blizzard hit here in the middle of Indiana. We hope uh, I, I've seen it in Pittsburgh as well and other places. Uh, aside from that, I hope everybody had a great April 20th. Now, also happened yesterday was a rather large ordeal for the state of our country. Derek Chauvin, the officer that killed George Floyd, was uh, convicted guilty on all of his charges. Uh, and for me, this is a sports show. I'm a sports stooge. When I got home and I realized that there was a large amount of people in this country that thought there was a chance that this guy was going to be able to get off uh, of all these charges, I have I have no idea how that would have been possible. Uh, I think that is uh, that was very uh, ignorant of me for the state of the world that we're in. And hopefully we'll just continue to get better and better in this country because we're all in this goddamn thing together. I think Derek Chauvin, uh, his murder of George Floyd helped us all realize that. Then obviously everything got conflicted and changed again because that's what happens in the world. But we're all in this damn thing together. And the fact that people are surprised that he was convicted guilty on all those charges, I think that is the biggest thing for me is I thought that was one of the most obvious things of all time. But once again, sports stooge, let's continue to get better. Let's continue to grow as a community and let's continue to come together because we're all in this damn thing together. Now, moving forward at Boston Connor and Ty Schmidt are back in the room. There are some news stories floating around on this particular day about the sports world. Connor. It is alleged that in 2018, after the 2017 season, when Tom Brady won an MVP, that there was quite a controversy behind closed doors with the New England Patriots. It was Jimmy G or was it Tom Brady? Allegedly now, Seth 
Wickersham yep. is coming out. Longtime ESPN writer, a man who wrote a book, I believe, about the Patriots and everything. I assume he's from the area with how invested he seems to be in this whole thing. He said that Bill Belichick was going to quit. Yeah. He was going to leave the New England Patriots because they wanted to keep Tom Brady instead of Jimmy G. He was going to go coach elsewhere. He had called other teams. This this is a report via Seth Wickersham, yes. via at Dove Kleiman, via a conversation with a guy named Jackson. Okay. Okay, so that is <laughs> the dots that here. is how we got this whole thing. That is how this all came to be. He said that there was actual conversations between him, the Giants, Washington, and the Miami Dolphins. If he was to go coach at the Miami Dolphins within the division, it is massive. Bill Belichick, fuck you, right back to New England. Yeah. I had no idea it was that ugly behind the scenes. Now, as more and more rolls out, you know, the Johnny Foxborough uh-huh. uh, comments from Giselle, who is now an investor in a, or sitting on the board yeah. of a sports game. Okay, congrats to her. <laughs> yeah, by the way, congrats, congrats Giselle. Giselle. That's a big move. But I guess behind the scenes, this was very ugly. So much so, Bill was ready to pack it up and go somewhere else. Is this a little disheartening for maybe the Patriots fans that well, had no idea how ugly it was yeah. behind doors after this great dynasty had its run? It got it got nasty. Everybody's been professional publicly, but these little stories that are dropping out there, this has to be a little heartbreaking, isn't it? It, it is a little heartbreaking, absolutely, but to me, it's even more impressive. I mean, shit, they had this conversation and then put their swords away and then went on to win the Super Bowl the, the next year? Are you kidding me? I don't think any other team, any other coach would be able to deal with that whole, hey, I fucking hate you, but hey, let's go win the goddamn Super Bowl. Super Bowl. Yeah, it was a For the head coach and the quarterback. <laughs> yeah. We neither of us want to work with each other, but we're just going to prove who were, is worth more. They go win a Super Bowl. Oh, wow. A spite Super Bowl is a part of this dynasty now. That's unbelievable. Especially because it was the last one. But I mean, we always talk about, you know, would you rather have like the franchise head coach? Would you rather have the franchise quarterback? It's so hard to judge, especially with Brady on his back year. GM too. GM as well. Yeah. Exactly. And how many times have we seen like the how many Jets quarterbacks there's been? How many Jets uh head coaches there have been GMs. In the past, GMs in the past 20 years so for me I, I mean I'm glad we held on to Bill Belichick don't get me wrong I'm all about it really? there was no chance Tom was going to do anything better with that team last year it was a bad yeah. team okay. but Whoa. with that being said Look, well, Tom, probably the new head coach, new GM. He probably brings Gronk back, by the way. Bingo. Probably gets, uh, you know, Antonio Brown, by the way. Antonio Brown has settled with his accuser in the civil lawsuit that happened a couple years ago. Now that that is settled uh, uh, off the field, people are expecting Antonio Brown's market to maybe open up a little bit. He is currently a free agent after winning a Super Bowl with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, I have no idea what happened behind closed doors. Seems like they're both happy with moving forward and moving past this. Uh, So happy that happened. But now Antonio Brown potentially is going to go somewhere because a lot of NFL teams were alleging that until that was settled, we are not bringing him in the building. So now that that is figured out here after a long, this has been a long, long time, by the way. Mm -hmm. Long time. So I don't know how it all panned out or whatever, but now he's past there. He's probably going back. But if Tom's there with a new head coach and new GM, you assume there's a lot of people. And Dominican Sue probably comes up there. Sure. I mean, that roster is probably not the exact same as what it was last year. So who knows yeah. if Tom would have been able to win, but it is going to be difficult. It, it would have been cool to see the first ever, you know, quarterback, head coach, GM playing, you know, w- with Tom up in New England. But he would have had to, you know, cut his salary down to $5 million, his playing salary, make his head coaching salary $5 million, make his GM salary $5 million. And then all of a sudden, you know, then he can go and get all these Oh, uh, because you guys had no money. We had no money. Mm-hmm. 
So we would have been stuck out, out there on a ship that was sinking. In the cold weather. You know, I, I'm just glad Tom got to go beat Tom, you know? That's a, yeah, it sounds like there's going to be a lot of these stories that are going to leak <laughs> yeah. out. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? Like the Russell Wilson, Pete Carroll stories, whenever they were having their little tiff, imagine how many, oh, he was storming out of meetings. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He was, uh, his team was making statements. There was other people, there, there was a lot of that type of stuff happening. And they're back together, by the way. Yep. And I assume they're going to be better than ever. Yep. You know, sometimes like might win a spite Super Bowl. Yeah. Just like the New England Patriots did whenever Tom and Bill were getting after it. But if he would have went to Miami, Oof. Bill would have went down to Miami. Oh my God. Now, who knows what quarterback was on that team, how that roster was in that year or whatever. But man, that would be beautiful for him to get a chance to play there. Now, hey, there's some news coming out about Aaron Rodgers as well, Ty. Mm-hmm. Boosted the ratings of Jeopardy. I mean, we knew. We knew. We knew. There was never a doubt. Up five points. And the only reason, I, th- I think the only one he didn't eclipse was like one of the... the Ken Jennings. Yeah, Ken Probably Jennings, the first which was yeah. the first one, right? And, you know, people tuning in just to see what it was going to be like after Trebek. I'll be very interested to see these other people who aren't really connected to the Jeopardy universe if they move the needle like Rogers. Hey, Anderson's not bad, happen. by the way. Yeah. Anderson Cooper's not bad. I've been mm-hmm. watching. I've been listening. He's not bad. I thought it would be, you know, uh, whenever you are a show host, especially political, you got to project a lot. Right. right? Yep. So you got to project a lot. And I, I don't know a lot of Anderson Cooper's work. I stay out of that world. But mm-hmm. as a, you got to project a lot. The ability to dial it back, I think Anderson's done well. Everybody wants LeVar Burton, though. I mean, Joe I Buck's going to get a go. Yep. Joe Buck's going to get a go. Here we go. Everybody wants LeVar Burton. They are. If they don't let LeVar Burton get a two-week run, I think Jeopardy's making a massive mistake at this point. Yeah, they definitely need to do that. Do you think there's any chance, given, I mean, because there hasn't been the like type of social media outcry from anyone else, do you think there's any chance before the start of the football season that they maybe bring Rodgers back for like another two, two-week run? Like, hey, you've, you've, you've earned con- a you've- second pro day. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Hey, we're going to need another pro day out of you. Okay, this particular time, we're going to have a celebrity Jeopardy version. We're going to have a... Uh, champions Jeopardy version Mm -hmm. see how you handle all these different things you know a couple off balance throws for you to do this whole thing maybe they will do that and maybe they'll have others do that as well so the world will just get the judge kind of like what's happening here with Justin Fields Mac Jones and Trey Lance because I think I mean Raj would do it at a drop of a hat you know like he he would go and and I think if we know anything about Raj him getting another opportunity, a, a second Even season, better. if you will, he's going to be a hundred times better. And, and it just, I don't know. I mean, I don't know what they're waiting for. I get having all these other people in here. Hey, let's, you know, get as many uh, guest hosts as we can. It's a clear cut decision. Raj is the guy. Okay. Now I think the PR team and Zito does this every once in a while. <laughs> Zito does this on this show and I don't appreciate it. I think the PR team, Set Joe Buck up for failure. Oh, we said too. You know. Oh no, we yeah. said it. Yeah, listen, it's Zito, happening. I it's know. happening. Joe Buck got set up for, for failure with mm-hmm. the way they rolled out the announcement of him doing the guest hosting thing. Joe Buck will be a guest host in an attempt to earn the permanent job or something. They never said that with any other guest. <laughs> no, they didn't. They, they set Joe Buck up for fucking failure. <laughs> he really did. Because they already knew that the LeVar Burton trend was happening yeah. nightly almost. Mm-hmm. Yep. The Aaron Rodgers thing was going. And then the PR team's like, what should we do to Joe Buck? Oh, we should fucking kill him. How do we kill him? <laughs> we should say that he's the only one that's getting an opportunity to have, be the permanent job. Even though I assume that's everybody is right. getting a chance to do that. They are evaluating 
before the permanent job. I just want to let everybody know, I think this was unfair to Joe. But I assume Joe's going to be good at this, by the way. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Joe's a good host. Mm -hmm. now, a lot of people, <laughs> you know, don't necessarily agree with that on the internet mm -hmm. because they think Joe hates their team or whatever. Yep. But Joe's got set up for failure right there. And I don't think Joe should appreciate it. I don't appreciate and it. And whether he likes it or not, whether he knocks it out of the park or not, the you you just assume. He that, already lost. Exactly. Yeah. The yeah. social yeah. And people are, even if he's incredible, people are going, oh, Joe Buck fucking stinks. Oh, Get him off the here. The only guy that was given the permanent <laughs> yeah. job. Oh, that is, that's how everybody's going to feel. The PR murdered Joe Buck. They and did. I, I don't even know if they, as soon as I saw the headline, I'm like, what, Joe? <laughs> Whose people, who, who's, no who's people released that? There's no reason uh, Joe Buck should have been set up for failure like that. You think it's, he oh, just the chat's amazing right now, by the way. I like, love this. Like You think he's like, hey, let's release this ads to make people hate me even uh, more. No How do way. we do it? There's no way. Because Joe has come on this show, yeah. given mm -hmm. us great interviews, great conversations. And I think he's talked to about the fact how he's tried to like stay away from it for a while. And then now he's trying to kind of like learn about it, you know, because I assume he's a very cool dude. Oh, right? yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I would assume hanging out with Joe Buck, he's a very cool dude. We, we We've only got to do it in spurts, but man, he's called every big moment. Yeah. So in those big moments, there's a lot of eyes on you. There's a lot of passionate, loyal people. And for whatever reason, I guess some on the internet have turned on him. I don't think it's fair that they use that against Joe, basically, with the releasing of him becoming for the permanent job. It's like they did. They didn't say that about anybody. Aaron came out and said, like, I would love to do the job. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, cool, okay. Aaron, all right, this is how Aaron feels. That's awesome. But them basically saying that nobody else we've really looked at, but Joe, we are looking at. <laughs> it's just fucking so rude to Joe Buck. Yeah, and I can just see it now. After his his first episode, if he slips up even oh. just a little bit, oh, this is the guy you want to do it full time. LeVar Burton, I didn't get an opportunity. Aaron yeah. Rodgers does great. This is the guy. It's just, they set him up for failure. They, they absolutely set him up for failure. And the first champion for Joe. Joe Buck. I mean, that guy's set up for failure, too, because if he wins and goes on a little bit of a run, it's like, well, Joe Buck loves the goddamn guy. Oh, hates everybody oh, else. Oh, yeah. That's the only reason he's winning. Let's get some phone calls, shall we? one 888 mad dog A lot of other things going on. Allegedly, the Panthers had conversations with teams about trading back in the draft. Mm -hmm. So the Panthers get Sam Darnold. Okay, they bring him in. They allow Teddy to seek trade options. People are thinking that he's going to get traded on draft night a lot of people are thinking, especially since the Carolina Panthers have allegedly had conversations with other teams about trading back. Maybe there'll be, uh, who knows how this is going to, maybe they'll get active, but at eight, they still might be able to get a very, very, very good player. Oh, yeah. Maybe uh, Devontae Smith, if he's mm -hmm. still number one wide receiver overall. Maybe a tackle, an offensive lineman, maybe yeah. something like that. So I assume they're going to have to play it out uh, and see how the entire, because none of us know what the fuck's going to happen, by no. the way. Nope. Draft Spectacular, April 29th, by the way, live right here. Big guests coming on. Yeah. Huge, huge guests. People that we've never had on the show before. Oh, wow. First time. Love yeah. that. Yeah, me too. Big people we've never had on mm -hmm. the show before. I'm very excited. I'm very excited. For but it. anything could happen. Yeah. Literally anything could happen. So I would assume they're having conversations with teams because that's what every team does in all these news stories are just a bunch of bullshit. Uh, speaking of another potential bullshit story, Taysom Hill is strictly training as quarterback this awesome. Whoa. Uh-oh. <laughs> Taysom Hill used to train as ATH, mm -hmm. as UTI. Yep. Not urinary tract. <laughs> no, no, utility. 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 Drink cranberry juice. 
Clean it out. Clean it out. <laughs> From what I've been told. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, utility. Mm-hmm. Uh, jack of all trades, master of none. That's how he trained. He would run. He'd do agility. He'd do tackling drills. He'd do catching drills. He'd do throwing drills. He would split his time. That's why a lot of people think it is impossible to play numerous positions because in the NFL, everybody's great. You have to have a focus on one position so that you can remain among the greats. So the fact that Taysom has been able to basically um, – Cross train his entire yeah. body to be able. Those were big time shoes back in the day. You remember? Oh yeah! Oh, get these cross trainers! <laughs> the cross awesome. trainers, you bet. I was thinking of the <laughs> shoes that were being promoted uh, there. But the ability to be able to cross train and do all this shit is impressive, and that's something not. I have not talked about anybody has really talked about the fact that he's been able to be ready for and had his body ready for all these positions. But I think that did show a little bit when he played quarterback. Like yeah. there was obviously some things that weren't as dialed in as thing because he's also playing running back, wide receiver, tight end, special teams, potentially safety, linebacker, outside linebacker, whatever he's potentially else doing. Now that he's fully focusing, okay, and he just signed a four-year, $160 million deal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All years voidable. Right. Now that he's fully training at quarterback. We all assume that this was your team. Yeah. Mm-hmm. To Jameis Winston. Mm-hmm. And Jameis is saying, I'm out working everybody just yesterday. He's giving a speech. Yeah. Maybe Taysom Hill, his conversation with Sean Payton was like, hey, you're the quarterback. Jameis is going to be the backup. Jameis already knows the offense. One more year. We'll do it. Is that what Taysom's thinking? Because why would you take away from the success you have had mightily, which is being this freak athlete, and just go focus on quarterback if you weren't told that you potentially are going to be the quarterback of the New Orleans Saints? Yeah, they'd have to at least have a lot of confidence that he could, that he's going to be the one to get the job done because it was very apparent last year when he was playing quarterback that their offense missed him in like the gadget role, like he especially in the third red zone, dons, third down, like and. It is interesting that this comes out a day after. Like, you think he would have seen that and be like, well, shit, I can't outwork Jameis, so why, why am I even trying to play quarterback? He's outworking everybody. Even Dak. Even yeah. Dak, whose leg almost got ripped off last year. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. We'll see. I, do you think there's any way that he actually is? Like, did Sean Payton see enough in, like, the three starts he had last year where he's like, yeah, you're our guy for sure? That one, He had four starts, I think, and in his third game, he played very well. Mm-hmm. The third game, he looked like an actual NFL quarterback. There was timing, you know. And I hear these quarterback gurus, you know, right off his plant, you know, there's no hitch. He's just coming out, timing, throwing to spots and everything like that. The other games, he looked a little bit nervous almost because in the NFL, uh, if somebody's got two inches, they're open. That's, that's right. right. So that's, mm-hmm. it, it's a much different window in the NFL for quarterbacks than it is in college. Tua's going through this right now, allegedly down in Miami, where nobody will look open, so he's not going to throw. He's not careless with the ball. He's almost too careful with it, thinking that he can't make the throw for whatever reason or the person isn't open, whatever the case. So I think Taysom had that issue as well, where he was looking, looking, and he didn't think somebody was open or didn't have enough confidence to just throw it when the person was looking. And then in that third game, he was on rhythm. It looked like he was making some throws and then the next week he kind of dropped back again so i would assume that he has the ability to learn that Mm -hmm. and sean payton must think like okay there's at least potential or a ceiling here for you to learn that but with Jameis coming back with lasik you know he's able to see now yes and he's working out out working everybody oh do we got a quarterback competition down there in new orleans and if so that is going to be one that's going to be talked about a lot during training camp. Well, and it was weird, too, because last year, like, if, if you were watching it, uh, Alvin Kamara basically just, like, vanished from those games yeah, that uh-huh. he started. And he is arguably their most important piece, like their most explosive weapon, one of the best players in the NFL. So, it like, 
I don't know. I mean, does if if he's starting, does it take Kamara out of the offense, or is he getting like a less of a load where he he's the kind of guy who needs you know twenty five to thirty touches a game? Who reported this? Who reported this? Do we know who reported the Taysom Hill thing? Right here, Nick Underhill. Shout Ooh. out Nick underscore Underhill. I assume he is one of the whites on the internet that has been told he looks like me and has probably <laughs> tweeted me because the internet does that a lot. You do get that a lot, a lot unfairly. <laughs> to, to add, thank you. Thank you. I mean, there's a few that's like, hey, buddy, come on. My you got to tell. My wife has gotten very upset about a couple of them. <laughs> yeah. My wife has been like, hey, Pat, please don't believe that particular <laughs> I'm like, you got it. But I guess I'm basic white stooge uh, for a lot of uh, particular whites on the internet that I think there's a lot of reaching. You know, I think yeah. there's a lot of reaching for some people that are saying they look like me or whatever. And But Nick Underhill, handsome guy. I hope they'd say that to him. It would be honored to look like you, Nick, but if, that is his story. There. If you have to clarify by like, hey, Pat, if I if I lost these eight chins that I got, right. I'd look just right. like you. Right. It's like, right. well, right. okay. Oh, yeah. Then you don't. That happens. That happens. I have those as well sometimes, depending upon when I'm going to be on TV or not. If right. I grew four feet, I'd look just like Sean Bradley, you know? Oh, I my mean, God, you would. Yeah, exactly. See, you're starting to see a little bit. <laughs> yeah, doesn't really work that way. <laughs> hey, intermittent fasting works, by the way. Uh, really? Yeah, if you just don't eat. I tried it yesterday. So bad. You know, I ate something as soon as I woke up this morning. I'm out you on did, it. How many hours did you do? I did like the three to eight. That's what I tried. Okay, so I do I do three to eight now. It's kind of drifting, obviously, into like four to eight because yeah. the after hour show, which today will have big trick energy. Oh, oh, yeah. oh, oh come on. <laughs> yes. Come on. The magic guys? Yeah. Let's go. Listen. This. <laughs> These guys are electric. Did we get the pilot yet? We did. I did not watch it. Damn. Oh, it I, did not, I did not watch it. Zio, you saw it? I saw it, I yeah. saw the first two, two maybe minutes or so. Okay. And I was like, all right, you know what? I'm going to save it for Thursday night, 1030. Yeah, smart. smart. I can't wait to talk to him 3 o'clock after hours on YouTube, but normally that show runs till 3.30 at least, 3.45, 4 o'clock or whatever. So my intermittent fasting has dropped down to like 4 to like 7.30 at this point, yeah. and I'm having like two different meals in it. Last night I had uh, some boneless wings, which Ooh. is also chicken nuggets. Mm-hmm. Uh, we've been calling that for a long time, by the way. I saw the internet heat up without that. Welcome aboard. I've been pissed off about it for a long time <laughs> as well because I respect chicken nuggets. But um, I had some last night. 3 a.m. this morning, I felt like I ate like a Carolina uh, Reaper pepper. Oh, jeez. Oh, I guess when you intermittent fast there, if you do put some shit in there that's a little bit aggressive, like probably the deep fry that came from the chicken nugget with the uh, buffalo sauce on yeah. top of mm-hmm. it, it is much more likely to make contact with your, because there's no longer anything really in my stomach. Yeah. So it, got, it went in there and it full Royal Rumble in there. And I'll tell you who got tossed out first. <laughs> <laughs> it was a liquid son of a bitch. I mean, it was 3 a.m. I was the dog, Valerie, she sleeps at the uh, foot of our bed or whatever in the bathroom is obviously uh, a little bit off the the bedroom there and I like to you have to be quiet because Sam's still sleeping you know yeah. and I'm not naturally a quiet person okay my ankles crack <laughs> when I walk I mean it is very loud we have like um, uh, the, the fake wood floor mm-hmm. uh, uh, sir, uh whatever you laminate yeah laminate yeah. so like when i walk on it i mean it's gonna make noise yeah. and i'm a little heavier so it's like a bomb bomb you know what i mean and it's 3 a.m there's no light so it's a i mean it's a so i was trying to be very quiet i felt like i did a good job i get in there 
Vesuvius pops up. Oh, yeah. man. Okay? I hear Valerie <laughs> jump up. She comes walking over, and I can hear her claws on the, the laminate. She just stares at me like, motherfucker, what is going on? What is that smell? What is going on in here? And then I feel like she did catch a canary whiff of the gas, and yep. she turned right back around, <laughs> walked right back to her bed. and was like, get me out of here. I was in there. It was a... It was a three-round, four-round bout, oh, too. Been there. Damn. I mean, it was every single one until mm-hmm. about 4.15-ish this morning or whatever. Sam woke up, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I believe it was both nose and ears that got her. Did you lose feeling your feet? Huh? Did you lose feeling your feet? Uh, no, I stood up in between. Oh, nice. nice. Because yeah. I was trying to work it as much as I yep. could. Oh, so, like, oh, I was trying to work it because I wanted it to end because I could feel it. Like, yeah. I, Just like burning. burning down there. Yeah. When, I ate the, the <laughs> Reaper, when I ate the Reaper, I felt that thing go throughout my entire body. Mm-hmm. And when it didn't have like a... Uh, like when it made contact with something, whether it was the uh, the esophagus or the uh, small intestine, so I, whatever, yeah. I could feel it moving throughout the thing, and then it would like kind of get tucked back in the the pizza or sandwich that I had eaten earlier, mm-hmm. and then it would potentially bounce back out. And I would, oh my god! Woo. And I could feel it like as it was moving through my body. This thing I could feel, so I had to like do some like three thirty a.m. Yeah. I'm doing like calisthenics. Yeah, <laughs> get out of me! I'm sweating. I just feel absolutely terrible. I look outside. It's full snow and i'm like mm-hmm. what the fuck is my life right now but i just want to let you know the intermittent fasting does work and it turns out if you just don't eat things do happen to your body it's yeah. crazy i mean i'm gonna keep giving it a try but are you still sleeping on the uh, twin bed there yeah, yeah. or that, is that that's still a thing yeah i still think you can't get we had to wait eight weeks to get that mattress yeah, <laughs> yeah. okay so another one now Gotta wait another. Yeah, oh, you know what I mean? Like this okay. is we're just in the waiting game now so, so you have officially moved on this thing's dead or okay I have. You have. Oh. <laughs> okay. All right. Well. Samantha loves it. <laughs> okay. Okay. So I enjoyed the last bed, though. Right. She didn't love it as much. Mm-hmm. So right now it's kind of like, uh, let's, I'm, I'm, we're battling. I'm battling through. Okay. I'm, yeah. I'm sleeping on this blow up mattress that would be found in a tent <laughs> on a ground anywhere. You know what I mean? That's mm-hmm. basically a twin size, like you said. Mm-hmm. I feel like I'm potentially going to fall off a cliff every single yep. night if I just so happen to move off center just a little bit. Because there's no hard edge. Yeah. You know, so uh, you need a hard edge in life and in a bed. Yep. You need at least some sort of something. Because if I get off center just a little bit, that entire edge is going down. And guess what? I have rolled off. Yeah. I have had to land on my feet like a spider uh, 1, 2 a.m. after potentially moving over to one side. Should we build safety rails for you? Well, but then that's not really comfortable. I I think you got to get, you know, I I don't know how it's going to happen. I'm just battling through, you know. Happy wife happy life but yeah i'm still in it thanks for bringing it up there is there is a couple cool things to it yeah like lifting up a little bit i do appreciate that Mm -hmm. now you could just get like six pillows pillows. Uh i guess to do the same thing but it is pretty nice she gets a chance it warms up her whole side okay that's sweet she loves that she runs very cold on a Mm -hmm. regular basis the coldest person i think i've ever been around in my entire life so i'm happy that that helps her out but there has to be other mattresses is what i've been saying and until we find that we'll order it and then when we do that'll take us four or five months to get okay so you're you're shopping for a full one i figured you'd just be shopping for a twin for your size oh a good twin over yeah and then then she gets to keep hers (laughs) you're just shopping for a twin just for you Brilliant. <laughs> then, then, you, then you don't have to go yeah. through this whole song and dance again. Man, look what I, and I'll still be able to lift that yeah. thing. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, I'm on the it. thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I won't have the uh, sleep IQ thing, which is a fucking joke. That's a lie. <laughs> that thing knows nothing so you, about you're, it. You're going to extend your bed, your side. 
I can even make it a little bit bigger so it goes all the way over so there isn't the hole. Yeah, it's Ooh. got that crack, right? Yeah. Yeah. You might crack. even be able to get a, a full, not a twin. I have fallen into crack, by the way, if you are wondering. Half body in there, like wake up, like her, because her side's up a little bit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So my face is like resting on the other. <laughs> For those that don't know, I we've been talking for six minutes here and this is if you don't know they're probably tough conversation (laughs) my wife and i got the um the air mattress thing that has the two sides on it that looks really good Mm -hmm. and it each side lifts up you can lift the feet up and everything like that and that sounds good in theory and it is good in theory but there's a big hole in the middle of the goddamn bed now Mm, dogs can't lay in there Mm -hmm. okay because they get their paws trapped or whatever i fall in there it feels as if i'm gonna fall off both sides because it's basically a twin mattress she obviously much smaller than i am so she she feels like she's swimming over there (laughs) you know i think she loves it but for me it's been a it has been a battle getting a full-size bed in that son of a bitch though yeah hey then that's a good idea here we go and if it doesn't work with the little crack in the middle then you just get one of those big body pillows maybe you know cut a hole in the side of the oh, mattress slide it. that in there insert in yeah then you, then, then you got no problem there's no that is such a good idea i fucking you, you, good for you pal sometimes <laughs> thank you for that i appreciate it. happy birthday by the way thanks thank you i didn't you. get a chance to say it to yeah. you. <laughs> happy birthday it. yeah hey no problem <laughs> People go through many changes as we get older, isn't that right? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. For men, one of the less fortunate changes is that testosterone production begins to naturally decrease in the body. Did you know this, AJ? I am aware. For most men, it begins around the age of 30, and testosterone production declines by roughly 1% per year. My Whoa. God. So if you live to 130, you ain't got shit left. No, no. minus 30. Well, if it starts around 30, this is one of those questions on a test where, you know, begins around 30 and the testosterone production declines by roughly 1% per year. So does it start at zero or does it start at 30? That's the thing. This is where they can get you. It's one of them damn word problems. This is one of those problems where you're like, well, wait a minute, Uh, which can I ask a follow-up? Anyways, I was good at those tests because I always viewed it as me versus the fucking teacher. That's right. Okay. (laughs) I don't know what's going on, but this is me versus you. Fuck you. That's how, I, that's how I view it. That's why friends at Roman have a new supplement designed to support testosterone production. I did not know this. They formulated their own supplements with transparent and scientifically backed ingredients. You hear this, AJ? Roman's mm-hmm. testosterone supplement is for anyone who wants to support their own body's natural function. They formulated their own blend with transparent and scientifically backed ingredients. Getting started is simple. Just go to GetRoman.com slash USA. Their supplement contains vitamin D3, zinc, magnesium, maca, and ashwagandha in a unique blend designed by healthcare professionals that you can't get anywhere else. To learn more about these incredible ingredients, visit GetRoman.com slash USA. Roman is offering $15 off your first order and will deliver your supplements right to your door with free two-day shipping. When you go to GetRoman.com forward slash USA, get $15 off your first order plus free two-day shipping. That's GetRoman, G-E-T-R-O-M-A-N.com forward slash USA. That's good news. Let's try that stuff. Okay. I've been looking for that type of stuff. That's good, mm-hmm. That's what I want. Now we know. Hey, Roman. Thank you, Roman. Thank you, Roman. Thank you, Roman. There's a lot going on here, mm-hmm. okay, with this yeah. Big Trick Energy debut in True TV, Thursday night, 10.30 p.m. They sent over a pilot episode. A couple of the boys said I shouldn't watch it, you know, just to, uh, you know, maybe be surprised by, by the whole thing. 
I love magic, though. Yeah. I'm like, you know, I love magic. And I'm a true TV fan. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm excited to see what happens at 3 o'clock Eastern Standard Time. There's a lot of stuff going on. I, just, I was just giving thought starters for the interview, AJ. You couldn't give me a link? You want it? Yeah, I would. I mean, I would have loved to see it. I right now it doesn't do me a whole lot. I can if I can watch it. You want me to jump off the show for thirty minutes and watch it quick? I I don't know. The boys have told right me now. it's not. It doesn't it's take that really long. good. Wait for the debut. No, you, you know you want. Might it be to a be good fresh. idea to get into it, AJ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Why see. didn't Why didn't I get the screener, man? It's like the people that are in SAG and they get all the Academy Award movies sent to them. Hey, I didn't see it either. By the way, I want to let you know it had to get forwarded to actually Zito showed it to me over here. So I I just found out about this today. He showed the link and he was like, "Do you want to watch the pilot or whatever?" And then there was an overwhelming, resounding sound from the boys going, "No, no, 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 save it, save it, save it." And then a couple of people were like, "Watch it, watch it." So it's been like a little bit of a, so a, a torn. A torn thing over here as well. So I'm sorry I didn't forward it to you. And you missed that on that moment. But I'm a Magic fan. Do you like Magic? Yes, I, I love Magic. I, I would love to hear some of your conversation starters you've been been uh, okay. pondering in your brain. Yeah, these no, I didn't. These got sent over to me. These were <laughs> oh, these were sent these are always these always go very well. Well, I mean, we're reading them out loud right now. I, I just feel like it is a very disrespectful thing to do to somebody. Like I feel like that is very disrespectful to me to send me questions to ask the person. Like, I, I honestly, I don't know if I should feel that well, way or not. I don't whoever, know. Whoever, to their defense, though, they think they're doing you a favor. They're thinking like, hey, like some shows, they may be rolling through six guests in a day. So they're like, hey, I'm going to give you a one sheet so they can help you out so you don't have to go dive yourself and, and check everything out. Oh. So people get these, hosts get these, you think, and go like, oh, okay, I'm going to ask this question, this question, this question. Well, I think there's a lot of hosts that stink, yeah. so they do appreciate getting those. Yeah, they're like, few. Yeah. <laughs> I needed these. Diggs yeah. is now in the Daily Show. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That a boy, Diggs? That a boy, Diggs? Yeah. Me being one of those No, no, the Hammered Down boys are here, by the way, live every day, 4 p.m. Eastern, YouTube.com forward slash Hammered Down. I appreciate you guys making people money, but that is, see, I, I see this, and I think, oh, this is disrespectful. Yeah. They think I'm a fucking idiot. Yeah, to it's your like, point, you could look at it like, hey, uh, we know you don't really have a brain, so here, is, here, here, here are these eight yeah. questions. That are really going to knock it out of the park. All right. Uh, interview thought starters, AJ. Oh, what Can't is wait. what is big trick energy? Whoa! <laughs> <laughs> it's your it's your inflection and your tone and how you ask these. Guys. Well, that this is me. when they're typing it up. This is how they feel. You know what I mean? They're typing okay. it up like, okay, what can this stooge ask? Okay, what is big trick energy? Oh. That'll be good. Good inflection. Let me guess. Hey, what's the next one? Where can we find this and watch it? No, nope. even better. Let's get a little background training. There's a traditional career path for athletes going from college to the pros. What does it take to become a professional magician? Oh. Is there amateur magicians? Oh, yeah. Well, oh, we'll yeah. find yeah. out whenever they answer yeah, that question. That question. You know Tune I mean? in. And I, by the way, these are good questions. I do appreciate these questions. I think we potentially get to these at some point. We're all YouTubers here. We're all YouTubers here. Yeah. How'd you grow your channels? Yeah. Okay. That's the one. Going to keep that one around. Uh, what's the worst comment you've ever gotten on a vid? Ooh. Why do they want me to ask that? Yeah. That's not a good question to ask. Maybe it's no. to end up for a magic trick. Oh. Oh, maybe. maybe this is all a part of it. Oh, I mean, maybe they got maybe a couple Stick strips. to the script, kid. Yeah. <laughs> maybe that stick comment. Stick to the script, sports dude. That comment shows up like on the ceiling of the studio. Oh, in here. Yeah. Look, oh. look across at the door. Turn the lights off. It'll be like in glow in the dark. <laughs> yeah. 
Okay, so I'll stick to the script then. You got it. I just yeah. feel like, did I kayfabe this thing? I think I feel like I ruined this entire no, time. No, no, no way. No. no way. Three o'clock, we'll see how it goes. I'm sure it's going to go great. I mean, that YouTube question is, in fact, a smack in the mouth. We're all YouTubers here. <laughs> how do you do it? What's the craziest prank you've ever done? What's the most insane trick you've ever pulled? Ooh. So this is like extreme magic? Is that what's going it on? It kind of sounds yeah. From like the it. pilot, I mean, there's some Connor. extreme shit in there. Uh, Connor. Oh, so you are. Connor you has are, a great. If they ever had to change the name of the show, I got a good replacement. I'll save it just because I think Big Trick Energy is going to work. So oh, yeah. I don't think they need my name. Okay. What, what does it rhyme with, Connor? No, no, no. Listen, <laughs> we're not getting into this. We don't know these dudes. No. Okay? Come on. We're no. getting told questions to ask them because they know that we have no idea who they are. Okay? They are respectful. They yeah. sent us a script. We don't, there was an interesting reaction to the pilot, though, in the office, I will say. And this, this is something that happens in here, you know, in this, of course. this particular yeah. office here. Something will be viewed in a short period of time where I will not be present. I will be somewhere else. I come back and an entire, entire almost war happened. <laughs> something happened where there is a lot of passion on yeah. both sides. It's almost like Stephen A. and Skip. Yeah. But have happened. Like politics Twitter. It's exactly, <laughs> and it's like, how did this happen? And like, oh, you should see. And then that was when the whole don't do, don't thing happened. So I would like us to wait until we meet them and learn about, you know, what kind of training and skills does it take to become a magician? Oh, I, I am curious about that. Uh, who are the goats of magic? Oh, good question. What's the Super Bowl of magic? Ooh. What's the most dangerous situation you've ever been in? How would sports help you hone your magic skills? Okay. Mm. Can you teach me? A trick? Yes. <laughs> yes. Here we go. I mean, this is probably like true TV's PR people yeah. because the, the what the debut episode is episodes tomorrow night. Are they on a big media tour? Like are they, I'm guessing they're going on a lot of shows. Third, I don't know. I, by the way, I feel like. I, by the way, I've been reading a lot about Big Trick Energy. I think they are, you know, pretty invested in this show. Oh, I, yeah. I, I'm very excited to meet these guys. What do you think, Murr or Joe Gallo wrote that or something? Joe I mean, Sal Volcano. No, I mean, Sal Volcano and Q did not touch this. Uh, I don't. I don't think so either. That's true TV, I think, right? Yeah. 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 I wish Joe Gatta yeah, was in the episode. Who? Joe Gatta. He was always. He's the best. He's energy, by the yeah, way. Yeah, he is. Always energy. Classic screwball. Murr. Huh, what a guy. <laughs> Man. I love Cute. that. I love that show. I watch that show. I do. Maybe for two to three months straight every single night. <laughs> Haven't done it since. But I did have a. You saw every episode. I saw every episode. <laughs> yeah. I was a big fan of what they had going on. It's the perfect. High guy watch. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's mm -hmm. the perfect high guy okay. watch. But then you you binge through it. Well, so What'd you think of the live show? Well, see, that, that, that was, you know, what happened was, you see, what had happened was. You need the production. I, I got through the, the binge, and then the show was like eight months down the road, uh, nine months down the road. Oh. So I, would, I had already, I think, you know. Uh, kind of moved on from your fanhood a little bit. Yeah. No, but I'm still a fan of them individually. Yeah, right, of course. Oh, right. Got to shake Sal's hand down at WrestleMania when I had shorts on. Here oh, we go. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah you it's did. awesome. Oh. Sal, how you doing, Sal? <laughs> Big fan. Big fan. I love what you do. You, Sal, and Akbar at WrestleMania at MetLife Stadium. Yeah. Akbar, Baha, Bia, Mila. Bia Mia. Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Incredible host of American Ninja Warrior. Ninja Warrior. Yep. Yes. Yeah, it was a good time. Anyways. 
Big Trick Energy, 3 o'clock Eastern, youtube.com forward slash the Pat McAfee Show. AJ, there's big stuff happening in the NFL right now. We let off the show with this because I think mostly because I learned of it latest this morning and we were just going live and it's kind of crazy. Seth Wickersham, you know who that is? Yes, I know of him. Have you met him before? I do not believe so. Hmm. If you would have met him, would you have said like, hey, there's a show that potentially deserves an Emmy or something like that, that I'm on every single day? Would you have said that? Oh, yeah. And if I do meet him in the future, that will be the first thing I lead off with. It's very nice of you to do that because there was a lot of people saying yesterday that you were a little bit selfish because you were the exact gatekeeper to us potentially getting introduced to the Academy of TV Arts and Sciences. TV Arts and Uh Sciences because you hang out with them. So I want to I appreciate the. I, the turn of the page here that you have put us on. Yes. I told you, I'm always, uh, I'll always admit when I make a mistake, and I've been making mistakes for the last 18 months now by not introducing myself and first thing trying to get us an Emmy. You know, try to jam in myself uh, to get a sports Emmy with you. Okay, I'm yeah. happy we've all At least you it. can admit it. Yeah, yeah. that's good news. About yeah. time. It's good Thank news. You, the first I, step, yeah. I assume they were potentially voting on the sports Emmys at Augusta. While AJ was standing right behind them, inhaling secondhand cigar smoke because he didn't have his own cigar. Probably even asked him, like, hey, AJ, you got anything to... For this or no, 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 nothing. Sorry, I don't want to talk to you. Yeah, stop talking. No, I need to go get another beer. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's by the way. That's why the show is good, though, and that's why you are incredibly entertaining because you're not that person. But I think we're just gonna buy one from that bald guy on Pawn Stars. Yeah, yeah, I think that's what we're gonna do. And there's a chance that you actually have to send in some stuff from the yeah, show. Allegedly, correct? we do have. We're actually the ones that are supposed to. Yes. Well, send the first ten minutes of this hour, dude. <laughs> right now, <laughs> you send a little. Like, what for you, your consideration. What, is that what real? That's what they're called, for your consideration. Okay. Oh, yeah. What do you send? Like, Do you try to cut up like a, a snippet of, hey, here's five minutes of what our show is about? I assume Foxy would dive through everything and just put an entire reel together. But oh, yeah. then Foxy would have to take a massive guess at what they could potentially be judging. <laughs> oh, my God. Foxy's range of shit that he would have to pull from would be so large, but... Foxy's going to get on that next year, I think. We, we got to figure out. you got to introduce us to who the person is we got to send it to, and then we'll get in there. But if, mm-hmm. if we forget, which is, <laughs> I assume, pretty likely, we'll uh, yeah. be having the same exact conversation next year after these things happen. We will just buy one from Rick. Anyways, a man who has probably won a sports Emmy before for his work, Seth Wickersham, came out and said in a conversation, I believe he's releasing a book about the Patriots and the dynasty, and he's done a lot of research. He said after the 2017 season, when Tom Brady won an MVP, there was the Jimmy G, Tom Brady situation happening behind closed doors. Seth said that Bill Belichick reached out to the Giants, Washington, and the Miami Dolphins about coaching vacancies and if he could go coach there. He was about to say, peace, I'm out. I ain't doing it with Tom anymore. They come back. Tom, is this is the first offseason where he was training uh, away from the facility. Remember, this was big, big deal. He wasn't there. It wasn't a big deal. He wasn't there. He wasn't a big deal. He did an interview. He pled the fifth on whether or not he felt appreciated in New England. Now it's come out that allegedly Bill was looking at other teams. Bob Kraft had to be sitting there just going like, what the fuck is going on? What is going on here? They come back for one season, spite season win a Super Bowl and then after that whole thing collapses but I feel like if this was happening there's going to be more stories AJ I, I would think like I, I'm surprised this is the first we're hearing of it if Belichick really like 
Did he, so Wickersham saying he truly reached out and tried to see, find other head coaching opportunities in the NFL? I believe that is what Seth said, yeah, yes, Connor, right? In the right? video, yeah, yeah, that's what he said. In the video, he said, yeah, like he was reaching out, like potentially happening. I don't know if his contract was up. Was his contract up? I don't think so. So he was just going quit. No, yeah. I mean, GM, he could probably just add a voidable year on it. Hey, on his own contract. Year. Yeah. <laughs> oh, let's redo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, and as a, G- a GM, he'll put a non-compete to be the GM or something. Yep. But head coach, he'll just go. Oh, that would have been awesome. Incredible. Just handing over all the power to one person, and you don't think about the power of the pen then, inevitably at the end. Oh, it's worked so well for Kraft. And then Kraft's side of this story, wearing fresh Air Forces. He signed himself to a contract where he was able to avoid all years and had a – there was no non-compete. He said, yeah, he went right into the division and said, fuck us today. <laughs> He's gone. I haven't talked to him since. Won a lot of Super Bowls <laughs> together, but it, it did it end bad. And that's what happens sometimes, you know? Sometimes you get the bear, sometimes the bear gets you. <laughs> Talk to Rick Ross about it. He doesn't even know what you know, I should do. Oh, that's awesome. It wasn't, Pat, there wasn't all of this happening when Kraft was dealing with his whole situation, too? <laughs> Kraft had no idea. Yeah. yeah. Uh, guys, I came not in. now. I got bigger fish to fry. Look, fellas. That's probably how he ended up there. He's under too much stress. Oh, dude. Oh, no. <laughs> true. All is forgiven. Let's say, right. <laughs> Cowboy time, dude. Toast of hammered down. I don't think that's that's the proper way to take that conversation. <laughs> Let's answer some phone calls, shall we? What a show. Yes. What? What? Let's stay away from uh, Julian tables. Edelman, uh, breaking news, is up for a sports Emmy, I'm just hearing. What? And Action at Coast Pro is teaming up with Viacom CBS. We're going to make movies, shows, and docs on networks like Showtime, Nickelodeon, oh. and Paramount+. Plus. Speaking of which, I'm also joining the legendary cast at Inside the NFL. Uh, y'all, let's get to work. Okay, congrats. Joel's making moves. That's via Julian Edelman. He obviously, uh, Inside the NFL is a good show. Yeah. He's going to do very well on there. That's a very good show. He has already made docs. He already has a production company. He's already made incredible content. He was well on his way. Good for him becoming a big production force. He will win a sports Emmy next year. Oh, so this is the only way that Gronk's yeah. going to have a lucrative acting career. Okay. Oh, a little bit. Oh, my. That was not oh, that was a Nickelodeon that was show. Really, that guy hosted WrestleMania, has won Super Bowls, is on the top 100 team his family's electrifying you need to stand down cowboy (laughs) i'm saying he retired to have a lucrative lucrative acting career and i've yet to see that well he was on fox that thursday night he cut that great promo yeah yeah. eyes on the back of my head Here's the ball drop. Relax. (laughs) 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 You guys are the worst. Listen, you guys, I did not know this had happened. Everybody, this is unbelievable. I love the Gronks. Uh, Me too. Yeah, I think they should make a show on Nickelodeon called, you know, the Gronk House. Oh, be a cartoon. Exactly. Gronk's house. Gronk's house. Young Gronk. No, I was just going to say. <laughs> Junior Gronk. How was like Young Gronk last night? Good we episode. Heard good about it. it was a good episode it was last really night. Yeah. Hey, it bounced back. Hell yeah. Are you sure? That's what I'm talking about. Hey, Pat, so I saw that. Pat, I saw you had a tweet. You said it bounced back. It's totally back. Did you get a... Did you finally meet Vince McMahon? Did they let you know, hey, man, you can't be slandering the show? No. No, please. Are you... Oh. You're saying, you're saying that I'm getting paid off for my opinions? Get the hell out of here, AJ. I'm not saying you're being paid off. I'm saying, hey, maybe you're getting pressured from some giant humans that you work around. Listen, that is not the case, okay? And I've I've not worked around Vince McMahon, so that has not even happened. So I don't need to hear it. And I almost made a Young Rock reference on SmackDown, and I thought potentially World was going to explode. I'm probably going to do that this upcoming SmackDown at some point, but. 
Uh, last night's episode, maybe 420. You know, I mean, you yeah. know what I mean? He kind of knew. If you could fit in the boogie board at all, all right. for this SmackDown coming up, that'd be amazing. Listen, there was a fight. Okay. Really? Oh, there was a yeah. fight on the beach for a boogie board. Hell yeah. Ooh. 10 on one. Eleven on one against the Rock. Yeah, come on. Not enough. A kid pulled a knife on the Rock. No. Yeah. Yeah. And he lost the fight, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. The Rock did. Yes. That's what I'm saying. There was some humility in this. Oh, the the Rock lost. (laughs) That's not true. Bounced back last night. Emotional story. Emotional. The Rock fought a helicopter and won. You lost to a guy with a knife. Well, if you never fought, if you never fought these eleven guys, one with a very, very small Swiss Army knife that could have done damage (laughs) to a ten-year-old for sure. Oh, he's (laughs) ten. Yeah, he's ten years old. I know a year. This is Young Rock, Junior Rock. Whoa! Oh, he's also Holy in college shit. in Junior Rock too, so I didn't know. Oh, well, Young did Rock. Some research and they realized like we need to do away with that particular one. Oh, okay. oh really? They just deleted those. So Coach O, no, <laughs> Coach O. Like for instance, this episode that they aired last night, if they would have ran it three, four weeks ago when the storyline started, and it was a good storyline, this particular one would have been brilliant. But that's not how the questioning goes when no. he's running for president, dude. Nope. So you only when the question comes up at different. Last night was a uh, debate. Okay. A week before that, it was an interview in his office, you know, and these stories are just, you know, reminisce, go back. And I think they're all going to tie together, but I think they were telling individual stories yeah. throughout the episodes, and the episodes are only 22 minutes long. Sure. So it's kind of tough to really. I think if this was just a uh, maybe a movie. Yes. Okay. You okay. know, I, I think it would have been. I think it would have been. It will a, be. A smash. It's, I think it would you know be it's smash. it's going to become a movie at some point. You would think, but hey, I I got to ask a question. I don't mean any disrespect by this at all, but I live in this little bubble with you guys right here. Like it's not you know COVID. We can't go out, hang out with a whole lot of people. This is gonna be Does anybody yeah. else besides this room know that that show exists? Oh, <laughs> oh, yeah. 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 I'm, I'm just. How dare you? How do you sleep at night? No I don't hear the chatter. I'm a big rock fan. Said. I think The Rock should run before 2030, whatever he was playing on running. 2032. Yeah, who oh, is yeah. he running against in the show? Uh, yeah, Warren sure. Taft or. Uh, oh, yeah. John Taffer? No, it's uh, the President <laughs> Taft's. Taft. His Taft's grandson. He can't beat the butt funnel, no way. Oh, wow. Yeah, it was Taft. It was a Taft. Yeah, it was a Taft. The fattest president of all time. Time, right, yeah. Yeah, that guy yeah. is actually. Wow. Uh, yeah, he died in a bathtub. Right? Yeah, he was stuck in yeah, his bathtub. Couldn't get yeah. out. The Rock does hit a, cut a little promo on him. Whoa! Oh, yeah. Early in the presidential debate last night. Okay, yeah. I figured it'd be like Jay Glazer or someone like that. He'd be running against. No, Jay Glazer's on his side. They're in uh, ballers. Yeah. Same yeah. team. Yeah. yeah, he's PR. I'm surprised he hasn't actually made an appearance yet. Little gray or hair in the goatee. Oh, that's a good idea. It's probably coming next season. They're definitely getting picked up for season two. No Hell way! Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Two no. seasons of this shit. I, Whoa! You kidding me? Oh, you gotta have a season two when you have to have season two when he gets elected. Jay Glazer will be announced as a secretary of press. It'll be good. <laughs> I hope the rock yeah. rock bottoms you, bro. AJ, uh, <laughs> he does mention a candy ass too as well. Yeah, last yeah. Night. Oh, really? Damn. Tony, it was wow. it was a good episode last night. Okay, had two bad 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 episodes. So it was good. <laughs> it was a good episode last night. AJ, um, Bill Belichick. Let's get back to that though. <laughs> he yes, goes, good, se- good segue. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we were fucking there. I mean, yeah. this, this is how it all started. This is called tying it all together. This is called putting a pin in it and in circling back, which is what we just did if we want to get into corporate bullshit conversation there. Bill Belichick, you think he wins a Super Bowl with the Miami Dolphins or with the Patriots? You think Bill Belichick ever wins a Super Bowl again? Man, 
What a good question. Like, that's a great question that should be on these sports shows that are on TV every morning. Well, I, I would assume they've asked this. I don't know. I'd have to think. I think if he had enough time and he went to a, a team like Miami and he was he had as much power as he has in New England and he was there five more years, yeah, I think he finds a way to win one. I think so. if you look at what he just did, right, with the spending of yeah. money knowing that that team could – become unbelievable together. Yeah. Oh, yeah, especially if we can actually build through the draft. Like, well, and if, if Cam plays well. If mm-hmm. Cam plays well. I mean, if we get a guy like Devontae Smith and that whole offense, you know, as one would be absurd. Did you see that guy weighed in at 145 pounds? Wait, not – Devontae was 166. You're talking the other receiver. Yeah, the other receiver from Louisville. One, 5'8", 149. If he is successful in the NFL, that's awesome. I don't know <laughs> how, but that is absolutely awesome. That is – that is what Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. Oh that, yeah. That's Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. That, we've seen photos of Floyd next to people. If this is unbelievable, maybe this is the way the NFL is turning. By the way, with the rules changing now, with helmets changing per per everything, maybe the smaller, quicker, shiftier don't have to worry about potentially having to block more or maybe get blown up or get off the line with a jam that's going to be pretty difficult. I guess I'll put them in motion, but. That is that is awesome for future 5'8", 149 people if this guy has success, though, AJ. Oh, yeah. I mean, those guys, it's like the, the Edelman position. You wanna, you're going to move a guy around a lot and put him in motion so no one can really get a jam on him and just try to get him in space. When a guy's that, like, sudden and quick, it's so difficult to defend him, especially where you don't know and he's always moving pre-snap. Darren Sproles was a part of a an entire revolution of the uh, kind of an undersized guy being used. And if there's somebody before that, I apologize for forgetting that. But Darren Sproles was so – he was uh, obviously shorter, but he was so shifty, fearless, was able to hide behind things, kind of like read his blocks a little bit more. And then that continued to kind of go. And everybody was like, will they be the next Darren Sproles? Will they be the next Darren Sproles? This would be something that would take that to a whole nother level because a lot of those guys – Normally a little thicker guys because they know they're going to potentially take bigger shots. But this is if this is what the NFL becomes, speed is about to be insane. I mean, there is about to be shit that's about to pop off that is going to be wild to watch. That's why Tyreek Hill is so absurd because I feel like yeah. he is so undersized too. But obviously he is kind of stacked and he can also yeah. run a 4-1. His neck so. is. Yeah, he's, yeah, he doesn't out. take shots either. Yes. These small guys, they, they learn how to survive where they don't take big shots. They get out of bounds. They get down. like They just have a great sense of, of where the defenders are. T.Y. Hilton was incredible at that. Yeah. Very, T.Y. Hilton was unbelievable at it. And I've said this numerous times before, at the beginning of his career, like the first, like probably 10 games maybe, whenever he would like go down or something instead of getting tackled or maybe hop out of bounds or something instead of taking a shot, there was a little bit of groans from some people that were like, oh, you know, like, ah, oh, like, come on, run the guy over or whatever. And then as he just continued to play and play and play and play and play, it's like, oh, this is actually a strategy so he doesn't get killed. Ah, oh, he's actually being a smart football player as opposed to a soft football player. There's a lot of guys that have that. And then there's some guys that don't, by the way. There's some guys that don't. That is a very... Very important skill trait for anybody, but especially if you're undersized. It's, it's just I feel like they, you get that from a young age, just sheer survival. Like, hey, if I want to be out here and I want to play and not be on the sidelines hurt, I got to figure out a way to, to get down and not eat these giant shots. Because then what's the, what do you say about young guys all the time or young small players? They're always worried about their durability. Are they going to be able to hold up over a 17-game season now? Well, yeah, if you find a way to be safe and be smart – and get down when you can, and then 
few opportunities you have to try to get some extra yardage, yeah, take it. But don't take any unnecessary shots. That's why the Tyreek Hill thing is, if we can circle back, he's so explosive. Yeah. <laughs> he's the most explosive player to ever play. Like, fast, jump, insane, out of a phone booth, literally amongst the greatest athletes on earth can somehow not get tackled in flag football if, if they had flags hanging from his, his waist. It's unbelievable. And he is somehow – now, I think he had a hamstring or something at one point. Mm-hmm. But the fact that that hasn't happened, I think that's the most impressive thing. It's like I don't know how your body is that explosive, that quick twitched, that it never, even after getting off balanced or landing weird, there's never a tweak that kind of – it's – it's unbelievable. You got that 149 guy, that 149 pound guy. You're saying that since he learns from a young age, you assume that he will be able to make the adjustment to the NFL, or you're not sure? No, I think he, I mean, he's going to have to. It's going to go one way or the other. Either he makes the adjustment, he finds a way to, to make it work, or he's going to be hurt a lot, or he's not going to be in the league very long. Let's go to Rob Diner in Pittsburgh. What's going uh, on, Rob? What's going on, Pat and the boys? Hey, just hanging out, Diner. Where are you at? Oh, I'm, I'm in Pittsburgh, man. Well, you know, I'm like 10 miles outside of Pittsburgh, but no one knows where I'm at, so I just say I'm from Pittsburgh. You know how that works, man. Smart. East, north, <laughs> south? Uh, south. I'm down by the Meadowlands Casino. Oh, Turtle Creek. No, that's down in Washington oh, County. Yeah, yeah. No, that's down Washington County. I know where you're at, though. I know where that's at. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Turtle Creek down there. That's, that's near where my mom called growing up down there. <laughs> Churchill down there. What do you want to talk about down there? Hey, the past couple of weeks has been getting brought up once in a while about Gene Steratore. Um, so you've mentioned about him being from the Pittsburgh area. I actually, uh, I'm not going to name the establishment. I used to work at a bank that he was a customer at. And he would come in and tell some cool stories once in a while. But actually, being an NFL referee, he was actually doing basketball at the same time, too. And he was telling us about... You know, it's not always cracked up to be. He had to have, like, private security guards for his family and stuff. Is that, is that real in the I'm NFL? Is that jokes. something the players deal with, too? And, and how jokes. common is that, like, having to protect your own family? I appreciate that question, Rob. I would assume, and by the way, I did not know that about Gene Steratore, uh, but whenever he was reffing as many high-profile games as he was reffing, you could assume that maybe there was some people that were upset at him. Obviously, you hope that in the world of sport, it never gets to the point where he doesn't feel secure because there's not a lot of people that want to ref out there. It's not a, nobody's cheering for, there's a lot that stink, all right? Let's not, that does not mean that they don't stink, but there's not a lot of, I don't think it's a massive pool to select from of people that want to be referees. That's, that's kind of sad, actually, if Gene Steratore has to have full-time security around him, AJ. I mean, I, does he really need full-time security? I could see after maybe a big high-profile game when your, your face is splashed <laughs> all over the place. But, I mean, yeah, it's terrible. If he does need – if a referee needs full-time security, yeah, we have some issues. I would assume that maybe Gene was telling that story about another ref too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, like, and Gene's a good ref. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Gene is not likely no. getting a lot of people pissed off. Gene the other, was my favorite. But I enjoyed the hell out of Gene's there. He's the man. I, I like Gene a lot, too. Now he's, is he on CBS? Yeah. It, it, they need to stop paying these refs. Like, CBS is paying Gene probably 5X what he was making working yeah. every night yeah. of his life yes. reffing or whatever. It's like the game needs Gene's territory. And I think I don't, Gene's probably too humble. You know, he's from Pittsburgh to know that. But the game took a big loss when Gene Steratore left the field. Don't you think, AJ? I agree 100%. He was one of those guys that people respected. He would he would talk to guys back and forth. He was respectful. It wasn't like he wasn't trying to act like he was a dictator. And, hey, this is what you're going to do. Like He would try to work with you a little bit, too. And I, I always respected that. But going back to that guy that worked at the bank, 
he said Gene would come in and always tell some good stories. Like, how often is he going to the bank, and how comfortable are you with the people at the bank that you're telling them like old war stories? Well, that's probably down the hill there. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Probably right down the hill there. And I would assume when he goes in there, this guy's probably peppering him with questions, and there's probably oh, yeah. some you're right. sort My of bad. something. Yeah, yeah. Gene, Gene did not offer up any stories. I'm sure. I'm sure this guy peppered him with a million questions. Yeah, and by the way, Gene's literally forced to be there. That is that is a place you are forced to be, have to go through said guy there. So that is a forced conversation. And we gotta remember, the uh, internet banking, you know, is very recent here. Very, yeah. very, very recent. So it, Gene was probably dependent upon that place that the guy just talked about pretty heavily. I would assume there's a lot of conversations for Stereo. Yeah, before direct deposit. Hey, Gene, saw you on TV last night. You did that uh, index yeah, card yeah. trick. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. That was awesome. You think that's why Hockey Lee got yoked up? Because he was worried. He's like, hey, if anyone tries to come charging at me, I'll just fucking smack him in the mouth. He was a good ref, out. too. Hockey Lee was a good ref. Yeah, people, did people have, all the people remember are his arms, though. Like, do you know anything about how he refs? Yeah, he had some good calls. He was good. He was, he was, good, commu- he was a good communicator. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The, a lot of these refs, I think they forget, and maybe they're not even told this because they're just so scared not to fuck up the game, but when you're speaking in a solo shot on national television with the NFL logo on you and you're speaking about the rules of the game, you are speaking for the sport of football, right? So, like, the entire sport of football is being relayed you know, out of your mouth, basically. And when they go, I think I, we think yes. I, we said what shit. Mm-hmm. 67, hold. <laughs> Deep offense. It's like, how the hell did this? You just made the entire league look terrible right there. You know what I mean? And that's why I think the community, Gene, Hockey Lee, there's a couple others out there that are good communicators. I think that is a vital process in putting the old white cap on somebody. If that's your gig, yeah. If you're the the white cap and you're the speaking official, yeah, that's a big job. Uh, Jerome Boger is that his name? He's another yep. guy that communicates. He's awesome. He's where's he at? He's uh, CBS, it, wasn't he? Is it Jerome? Are you thinking of Mike Carey? Mike Carey. There's yeah. another guy. Yeah. He <laughs> ref two Super Bowls. Yeah, was very He's good not, at replay. What? That was a bad roll out on he's, TV. He was wrong quite a bit. That was yeah, he's not tough. there anymore, is he? That made no. Gene took his spot. That made the NFL look very bad there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I wonder if the NFL has to approve who the probably because the replay person is talking for the game as well. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Stipulation in the contract or something. Which it, it just yeah, shows you ain't, nobody everybody can't just roll in there and do a good job on TV. That's all it shows you. Like Sterator is good. Obviously Mike Pereira is great. Mm-hmm. Like he was born for that gig. He, he said he wasn't that good of an Dino. actual ref though. Yeah. <laughs> Pereira said, "Was that you said Dean Blandino? Yeah. I don't think he was an ever a ref, was he? I don't, I don't think, think he was. was. I don't think he was ever. <laughs> Dean was never a ref. I don't think Dean was ever a ref. No, he's I think, still pretty young. I feel. Like. I think he was executive life and then moved Ooh, over okay. there. Like I think I'm not 100 percent sure. I think I've had conversations with Dean while he was the head of uh, officiating because I didn't appreciate what was going on. Called his office, talk about Walt. That's ah. <laughs> Let's go to Anthony Donner in Tampa. How's the weather, pal? About to be there in a little bit. Oh, weather's great, man. Um, Probably too hot. I just want to talk to AJ about how he's showing up early to work now. And he. Uh, I'm asking him if he wants to. Oh, fuck me. I'm asking. Uh-oh. I'm nervous, man. I'm asking AJ if he smoked double the cigar now that he's showing up to work early. Okay. Thank you, Anthony. Great question. Uh, I don't know. Maybe. I don't pay attention. <laughs> I was fucking light of a smoke. I guess I'm up here longer, so yes, probably. <laughs> hey, it has been nice to have you join us the last two hours. It's been very nice. I appreciate it. Yeah. Hey. 
usually I come up early and I, I like to scan through the show and see what you've talked about a little bit. So yeah, now I just get to join you. You missed the first hour. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh my I heard god. You, uh, no, I heard you dumped your pants or something last night. <laughs> so you didn't. So true. Okay. Dumped the, you dumped you the bed. <laughs> dumped the bed. This uh, guy. I am. I am. Sam is, a, Sam is an absolute angel. I am dumping the bed. <laughs> like I am in a different fashion. Dumping. We are breaking up. Yes, me in my bed are breaking up. But I had a little bowel movement last night. Yeah, it wasn't in the bed. I'm an adult. Have a little respect, please. <laughs> Jesus Christ. What's that all about? What, what happened? Is this part of one of your one of your weird fad diets going wrong? <laughs> it's not fad. This is my new lifestyle, dude. Have a little respect. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Wait, what is it? What's are we are intermittent fasting? Keto? Yeah. Where are we at right We're now? We're intermittent fasting. But okay. how how many on? How many off? Um. Off for 21 hours, basically, or like 20 hours, and then on for three to four hours. Oh, you're getting back in the ring. Oh, Jesus, AJ. AJ what is your deal, on. dude? You're the worst. Why are you? There's no other reason. You have this awesome, you have the cushy gig on SmackDown. Now you're like, oh, man. Well, Vince is going to want me to get in there and strap it, strap right, it up. Well, we play some music. We got to get to AJ, why do you got to be such a sack of shit? All the time. All the time. <laughs> I'm... I'm giving you a compliment. Like, hey, you're 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 turning your lifestyle around. This is the new you. I can't wait. You're gonna be intermittent fasting from here until you are dead. So good for you. <laughs> yeah. I love these lifestyle changes you make. I'm just trying to find me, you know what I mean? I'm just trying to find <laughs> Hey, we all are. We're all on that path, bro. I don't know how people do it. I don't know how people stick with something like no AJ. Your fit lifestyle is unbelievable. Every morning, AJ's up for two hours yeah. in the morning Come working on. out. He eats healthy. It's unbelievable. I've had pr uh, plenty of friends, obviously, in the athletic world that do that, and it's just like some people hate eating. Actually, like oh, I'm forced to eat and this whole thing, and they like working out. I know not everybody's that way or whatever, <sighs> but man, I I love to eat, yes. I, and I love good food. And I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to fight that. So what I think I've done here is I have figured it out. Yeah. yeah. I could still eat the shitty food, but it's just a lot less of it. In that block. So the keto, you know, you got to go straight salt, basically, and Man. savor taste and everything like that. Mm -hmm. And then I couldn't do it. I mean, because I like chocolate. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. I like cookies. I like Oreos. What? I like mini chili chips. What? What? I like brownies. What? I like ice cream. What? What? You get it. I like the sweet tasting. Reese's. What? I like, by the way, good idea for them to do the commercial. Sorry, Reese's. Yes. So they're trying to get everybody... From doing what I've done my entire life, calling it Reese's, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? But I guess it's just Reese's. But this one feels huh. like it's the right one. I think this one feels like the right one. Although, I learned a lot about the chicken nuggets that have buffalo sauce on them from one particular restaurant last night. And that is, when it gets in here, it wants, it wants to evacuate immediately. And boy, it was a long night, AJ. It was a long night last night. I mean, you probably, didn't you like that? Did you feel light afterwards? I've had players, I know I've had guys i play with i believe in the super bowl a guy came to me and i was like man how how you doing he's like oh good man I took a big dump i'm like six pounds lighter on the this is warm-ups to the super bowl <laughs> Jeez. i was like i didn't know you were trying to lose weight man congrats that guy dumping out six pounds before the super bowl legend i would like to know the decisions that guy makes yeah that he has six pounds worth of shit yeah, in him on the biggest he may have exaggerated it may have been three or maybe he lost some That's water weight too is that eddie lacy man jordy nelson <laughs> eddie, take some poops. is it eddie lacy <laughs> let's get to a break that was very rude of you zito <laughs> that's on me um it was not eddie had panda <laughs> eddie there's another guy that got 
yeah, just was, wrongly. Yeah, was great. He was unbelievable. Yeah. Well, I mean, there are some photos, you know. That well, yeah, really did Eddie. Front wrong. office yeah, told photos him. Photos of everybody. Hey, coming back next year, you're gonna be playing D tackle, you know. And then he comes in at three thirty, and they say, Eddie, what are you doing? You're still playing running back. I mean, there's a miscommunication there somewhere. I don't, I don't know what happened. <laughs> All right. Eddie's a great I love Eddie Lacy. I love Eddie Lacy so much. I did. You're a terrible person for what you just did right there. It it wasn't me. Eddie doesn't deserve it. It was the front office who said it. All right. Let's get to it. No, there's no reason. Good God. You want to tackle that? Hey, you want to tackle that guy? Good luck. I don't. I don't at all. Ty's out here cracking jokes. Great feet, man. Great vision. Patience. The dude was good. And a cool guy, you said, right? Yeah. Great guy. Super happy, fun, great teammate. No, no, no. I want to smack the photographer in the mouth. (laughs) Yeah, because that was basically the end of his career with the Packers. I got to look at this fat sack of baloney. And then then they got rid of him. So that photo should have been not released because it did not look out for him at all. Exactly. Just like the Joe Buck release that he is trying out for the permanent. Did you hear our entire take on that? Thing, Joe Buck got screwed here. Screwed. So they said that he is vying for the permanent position? Yeah, yeah but mm-hmm. uh, like that's the first time they've said that about any of the guest hosts. Mm-hmm. This comes after Aaron crushes it and LeVar Burton's trending because he wants to try it out. And then they come out and be like, yep, Joe Buck will be a guest host on Jeopardy trying out for the permanent job, the post says. <laughs> it's like, uh, has that been for everybody and you just decided to drop that little nugget on Joe Buck's you know, internet feed, basically? Mm-hmm. That's rude. I think that was rude. Yeah, a little bit. I think Joe will be very good on there. I, he's a polarizing sure. figure, so people will tune in one way or the other, I would think. Joe Buck. That poor fucking guy. Yeah. He's getting slaughtered. Take it away. Well, joining us now, AJ Hawk. Out of hey. AJ. He's been with us for the last hour, so he's not just joining us now. He has been joining us. But to talk about something, I think you're the perfect person to chat about with it, actually. The NFL, I guess, is either testing or thinking about getting into position-specific helmets. I don't know if you heard about this or not. So in the positions, I would assume, that involve a lot of head-to-head combat, they have a different helmet than maybe a skill position that doesn't have as much contact. Uh, Kevin Seifert? 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 Mr. Kev from ESPN. Of course. At S-E-I-F-E-R-T ESPN, a guy who has been very diligent about reporting for a long time at this point. News NFL, NFLPA approved a position-specific helmet for the first time. The... Okay, zero uh, right is for offensive line, defensive line. It's a specific helmet. It has bumpers installed where they often receive hits that cause concussions. VICIS used engineering data provided by NFL. The model ranks number two on the NFL, NFLPA safety poster. Why do they not have the helmet that's number one then? NFL, NFLPA have also been working on a QB-specific helmet, but it won't be finalized until engineers get a look at new coach, quarterback, speaker technology the league is adding. So there's these super intelligent people that maybe had no idea that one day their life would end up being in the football world but because the amount of money and technology needed they are there these engineers potentially thought they were going to build rocket ships and go to fucking space instead they are trying to solve the concussion issue in the nfl there's a lot of testing that happens with these things i remember they laid out a whole new set of helmets after the original lawsuits that happened from former players how do you feel about the position specific idea i think this is smart obviously but i would assume players might feel differently i guess i guess i would just have to try it out and see what it feels like so you're telling me o-line d-line they have bumpers installed 
they have a lot of like head-to-head con- contact, I guess, every single play, like short distance. But okay, so then what does the second level have? What's what's different about the linebacker? Something he he has running collisions a lot more than D linemen and O linemen. Well, I would assume that the data that was provided to them by the NFL uh, said that something that may be an additional bumper because linebackers potentially because you guys use your helmets as a weapon. You know, because you guys just hate the fact that the game is evolving. You know, you absolutely hate it at linebacker position. But I would assume maybe it's more. Maybe it's a different impact spot. Maybe it's a tighter spot than what the offensive line is. And maybe the offensive line one's just the first one that they try to specialize. I'm not saying that, but isn't this all feel for players? Like Antonio Brown almost quit the NFL because he couldn't wear the helmet that he was. He's not the only one, by the way, that is very, very, hey, I like my helmet, how I like my helmet. It's been, it's uncomfortable. Helmets are uncomfortable. That's just what they are. But then once you get used to one, it's a big deal. And that's a massive part of football, right, AJ? It's, it's a huge part of football, I think. It's always tough when you have to try out a new helmet and try to break it in. Some of them just don't break in. Some of the newer ones, I remember that they had me try sometimes in OTAs or just there's a few helmets they had me try on. I was like, absolutely not. I could never wear this thing. They just some of the new ones just feel awful. Obviously they look terrible, but if they help your head, whatever. I just don't know. Like when you have whatever. a list of 45 <laughs> helmets and you rank them from top to bottom, I'm like, all right, well then let's get rid of 44 of them and just keep the top one then if that one is safer for you why aren't they all wearing that well and i think it's because a lot of players have said i'm gonna choose not to wear that one because it is absurd to look at that looks awful by the way yes, that helmet. That it's absurd one to look at it looks like a uh, space shuttle like a space <laughs> yeah. helmet oh my god halo but guys if yeah. hey by the way this is gonna test the nfl almost has this in like a closed sicilian here Ooh. because if the players come out and they say, I'm not wearing that, the NFL will come out and say, it's the safest. Player safety is paramount. That's all we worry about with every single decision we make. And the players are like, well, we like these helmets instead. They're like, well, it's not as safe. That would, that would become a oh, yeah. that would become a thing, AJ. That would become an entire thing because that's yeah. exactly what the NFL lawyers would say. And it would be like, well, don't you guys care about your own safety? Isn't that kind of, oh, no. Mm. It's inevitable, isn't it? I just feel like it's inevitable now at this point. It's, it's just another negotiating tactic that they have on the table for both sides. Now, who knows how much the players want to fight against it, but uh, I know they're definitely they've, – they've made people switch out of helmets. Didn't Tom? Brady had to switch out from his old-school helmet, didn't he, recently like, over the last year or two? I think they made Vinatieri even had to switch out of like, his helmet that he had for a long time, even at the kicker position when he was only kicking field goals. So the only time he would ever get mixed up is potential a blocked field goal, which he did and we did, by the way. <laughs> It was awesome. I was like saw Vinatieri in the middle of some action. I was like, my guy. He's like, yeah, it's nice to you know kind of feel young again. But he was fucking so pissed about the block. <laughs> yeah, I took his strap off, did the whole thing. But that's just in the NFL has released a memo now about this virtual off season too. So there's more and more. The NFLPA and the NFL are talking more now than I think they've ever had to in the past. Now, is it because new science and technology is available, like in the helmets? Probably. Is it because we're in the middle of the first time something has ever happened? in our history where everything's been shut down now we're rolling out on the other side probably but it feels like the nfl and the nflpa are currently negotiating over a lot of stuff that wouldn't normally happen until the new cba is up for instance it's virtual offseason tom pelicero of course yeah uh-huh. the arrow tom pelicero is reporting about the memo that the nfl has sent out uh basically saying that the nflpa's 
using these stats of injuries from last season in a misleading fashion. Like, uh, we're going to have to zoom in here. I mean, we're going to have to zoom in. Uh, The NFL, this is from NFL management. It is sent to chief executives, club presidents, general managers, and head coaches, and Tom Pelissero, it should say down there. Chief executives, club presidents, general managers, head coaches, Tom Pelissero. From NFL management council, player health and safety, uh, subject off-season program injury data. As you know, the NFLPA has encouraged players Players not to attend the 2021 voluntary offseason program, relying on statistic, statistics purporting Jesus to show that the lack of an offseason program in 2020 led to significantly decreased injury rates during the 2020 season. Simply put, this claim is inaccurate and misleading. Wow. Here we go. The objective data provided by experts jointly retained by the league and the union demonstrates that the NFLPA is mischaracterizing the 2020 injury data in at least the following respects. The NFLPA has cited a 23% decrease in missed time injuries in 2020. This fails to account for the fact that the pandemic resulted in the cancellation of all four preseason games and reduced the number of traditional training camp practices. There is simply no basis on which to conclude that the reduction in missed time injuries had anything to do with the elimination of the in-person offseason program. In fact, several types of injuries, especially those to the lower extremities, were in the first four weeks of the regular season in 2020 okay we actually covered that yeah pretty valid we actually i think because when you see a number and especially in the world that we've come from where stats can be used for any type of story you want to tell you got to say who's telling the stories why are these numbers the way they are the nfl comes out and says there's some shit being left out of these stats yeah Let's go to the next one now. The next one says, the same is true of the 30% reduction in concussions. There were 52 fewer concussions sustained in the 2020 season than there were in the 2019 season, but only eight concussions were sustained during the 2019 offseason program. The jointly retained experts attribute the reduction in concussions to a number of factors, including the lack of preseason games, other training camp modifications, increased adoption of better helmets and rule changes in enforcement during the 2020 season not to the lack of an off-season program when live contact between players is prohibited by the CBA. As you know, in recent years, we have worked closely with the NFLPA to ensure that the rules governing the off-season program are properly enforced and will do so this year as well. Indeed, concussions decreased by 25% in each of the last three seasons as a result of these efforts, rules changes, and better equipment choices. So the NFL is like, oh, you guys are now parading around something that we actually did. Hold on. This is all They're citing the and you can use the stats however you want in the NFL when, when you say, hey, yeah, of course, concussions will be down. We didn't have four preseason games. And they say, what, reduced training camp schedule. And the players are saying, yeah, exactly. You're proving our point. We should have reduced schedule. We should have reduced practice. That's schedule. what we're saying. And you wanted to do, what, three preseason games? We wanted none. And then look what you're – yeah. The NFLPA yeah. now just got a bunch of ammo, and they're going to shoot that back. And then the NFL is going to be like, funny you say that because – we actually did offer that up, but you wanted blah, blah, yeah. blah instead. And it's just now it's going to this is what I said, though. I said this was going to become a bullshit, bullshit, yep. bullshit, yep. big thing when it's it's not. This is not that big of a deal. This is I mean, I guess it is. It's going to be made out to be. But in the end, nobody has won a Super Bowl because of OTAs. It has helped. It is a big deal. It helps with the team, but it does not warrant a potential stare down here between the NFL and the NFLPA. No way. And, you know, to mention your first point, they didn't have to add Tom Pelissero to the thing because they just upload it to the neural yeah. link and so they don't actually have to send it to him who gets he probably gets it quicker right because it doesn't oh, yeah. have to go through the yeah. he gets it before anybody yep. yeah through the cloud and processed yeah 
I'm surprised he didn't just release a video of him. The whole thing. His eyes rolling into the back of his head while it's all getting uploaded into his brain. He yeah. is unfucking believable. I bet he was a great test taker. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Got a perfect score on his SATs. Tom. How does he feel? Love that guy. How does he feel when you tell him that he is just a mouthpiece for the NFL and the owners? I do think he kind of took offense to it. <laughs> but he also understood, like, yeah, I have a neural link from Goodell. Of course I am. We tried to lay it out as a compliment because it is. Yeah. It is an yeah. incredible compliment. But we did They take- trust you. Yeah, they trust you with all this info, Tom. You're the one that is supposed to explain our side to the people. Bingo. That's which is what it is. But I, we did think there was a chance he could take it offense so we had to try to like let him know like we view this as an a, this is a compliment we would i could see how this could potentially be something that you could take offense to but we want to let you know in our eyes your brain is one that is fucking outrageous yeah. and it is unbelievable what you do yeah i mean they don't put it in the memos but it's basically like anytime the nfl pa says something the nfl's like tell him tom I mean, you know, like pretty much. It's didn't we already explain this, Tom? Yeah. <laughs> didn't we already? Didn't we already explain oh, this? Oh, we missed a couple of paragraphs right, here. Tom, sit tight. Let me turn on the light. Let me turn on the light. Turn on the camera. And so the NFL has already processed this information, and they've done their own research clinically that says that their doctors say that the NFLPA is absolutely full of shit with their numbers, so much so that it's actually a 24.9% decrease, <laughs> and somehow somehow he will be spot on, like everything. I, I think that is a real talent, and uh, we're lucky we get to talk to him because yeah. Yeah. we get a chance to just hear that entire memo that there's no way we're reading the rest of it. No. no. There is no way we're reading it. Okay, we'll read the close. I was just told in the back, gotta read the close. <laughs> We are committed to working with the NFLPA, medical, and other experts in each of you to continue our progress in advancing player health and safety. That effort requires honest assessments based on reliable data, not cherry-picked efforts to support predetermined and unscientific conclusions. If you have any questions, please do not hesitate to reach out to a member of the Health and Safety or Management Council staff. Period. This is awesome. They're they're pissed, man. I think this. I'm you know what I'm excited for. I'm excited for J.C. Treader, who is the head of the, the union for the players' side. I, I can't wait to see his rebuttal to this because I guarantee you he has some stats to back up what his findings were. So you think this is going to be Treader versus the management council, or do you think it's going to be Demoris Smith? Uh, it'll be both, but Treader is like the face of the players right now. He's the one putting out all the stuff on the player's side, so DeMorris is in there as well, but Treader, I think, gives the, the players more of a voice. Fresh off of a great Young Rock episode, let's just have a debate. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. there you go. Yes. Yes. I love it. Give me Raj. Give me Treader. We want PowerPoint presentations. We want questions. We want a little bicker. Let's go ahead and have this thing out. Let's all really see how much this matters in the grand scheme of things, which is absolutely nothing. What are we even talking about? Hard to imagine anybody going toe-to-toe with Rod. That's what I was thinking. I I don't know Treader. It sounds like it doesn't matter. Hey. I know Treader. Raj doesn't want any part of that debate. JC's a Ivy League. Ivy League. He's like a gonzo, Pat. He honestly is like one of those uniquely intelligent guys that – like, like, wow, how are you still so good at football and your your brain just works much differently than most of the guys out here? Oh, your brain operates like the commissioner of this league. Yeah. <laughs> and you're playing in this league. It's crazy. I, I would like to see – I assume they're going to answer today or tomorrow. Maybe tomorrow because the news cycle, they'll be able to dominate the news cycle. Hey, by the way, the NFLPA does have a potential PR improvement that they could potentially go through. You know what I mean? Answering these types of things with very well thought out – 
reason like you see what the nfl does yeah. they give it to pelicero and they give pelicero the whys behind yep. the hows, the everything like that so he can go out and say this is why the nfl is doing what the nfl is doing and by the way still no offense to tom he is incredible at it he reads every memo that goes out yeah he knows what's going on the nflpa has never really done that you know they they never really do that in any situation they never really think out like oh we should kind of let people know why we feel the way we feel and how we feel the way we feel and why people should maybe be like, oh, I got a fucking point there type stuff. Like, I think they should be leaking that information more than they do. Maybe in this particular case, this will happen. Or maybe they'll be able to come to an agreement, Treader and Roger Goodell just being like, hey, it's OTAs. Do we really care, dude? Do we really care? I mean, you would think that would be the, the way to go, but I think the players know already, like, they, they start from behind because anytime – the players come out and try to say something against the owners and everyone. I don't you feel like everyone just looks at the players as kids, like, oh, you guys are just you're athletes, you're dumb, you don't know what you're talking about. Let the adults handle this, which is the owners and the G and the GMs and Roger Goodell. Yeah, and I believe that is that happens because of the PR that has been around the NFLPA. Like you just said about Treader, Ivy League. I don't did anybody know that? No. no. Don't think so. No, in this room, Diggs might have known. I don't know because I he's like not. a draft expert guy. By the way, somebody called and asked a mid-round pick that's going to surprise us. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wish you would have been in here for you were doing You nailed it. Like, I'm happy I did. Kyle Trask going to go get oh, there. Yeah. But, like, they, these are things that, like, you know, like I feel like there's an entire transparency arm that should come from the NFLPA that's like the reason why this is becoming the way it is is because of these reasons. And so sorry to interrupt, but uh, real talk here real quick. Okay. That soap or body wash you're using, it's shit. Really? Yep. It's packed with harsh chemicals, synthetic detergents, and it's brutal on your skin. If you're ready to step up your game to soap that's natural, great for your skin, and doesn't smell like a middle school locker room, Dr. Squatch is where it's at. Oh. Dr. Squatch is changing the way men approach hygiene with their natural personal care products that make you feel like a man and smell like a champion. Love that. All of Dr. Squatch's soaps are made in the USA using the finest ingredients nature has to offer. That means natural cleansers and nourishing ingredients that are actually great for your skin. Dr. Squatch's soaps come in a huge range of natural, manly scents that are going to transform your shower. Whether it's their best-selling pine tar or scents like bay rum and cedar citrus, you're never going to have a boring shower ever again, Todd. I love that. If you really want to make it easy on yourself, you can also subscribe to Dr. Squatch, just like the hundreds and hundreds of thousands of other guys out there. Every month, fresh bars of Squatch show up at your door. It's super easy. They've also got a full lineup of personal care goods like deodorant, hair care, and toothpaste. Oh, nice. Shout out to Dr. Squatch. Right now, new customers can get 20% off on orders of $20 or more when you go to DrSquatch.com and enter code DSCPAT. Okay. Dr. Squatch. That's, that's DrSquatch.com. D-R-S-Q-U-A-T-C-H.com. Code DSCPAT for 20% off on orders of $20 or more. What's the C there? Because Squatch has a Q. True. Hmm. Anyways, doesn't matter. You get 20% off on orders of $20 or more when you go to drsquatch.com and use promo code DSCPAT. I can't wait to try this. This sounds unbelievable, actually. Yeah, there's a bar sitting out there. I smelled the pine tar one. It is. It smells delicious. And by the way, whenever you use soap, obviously your entire shower becomes like a sauna, like a steam room almost of that smell. Dr. Squatch said, we're looking out for that. You smell like a champion. And it's none of the harsh bullshit chemicals that everybody else is giving you. Good for your skin. Thank you, Dr. Squatch. We appreciate that. DrSquatch.com, promo code DSCPAT. 
no spaces. Don't know what it means, but it gets you 20% off on orders of $20 or more. Let's get back to it. Hey, marijuana's not being tested for right now. Yeah. Hey, there's a big win. Huh? Yeah. Huge. Hey, there's All a right. big win for the playoffs. Are they not testing, like, they're not going to test anymore, or just not going to be suspended? What is it? So the annual street drug test happens in a window that started on 420, which is hysterical. Awesome. And it ended after the first week of training camp. So if you got tested anywhere in there between 420 and the end of the first week of training camp, you were done for the year. So everybody knew, like, okay, by the time 420 comes around, got to be clean. Like, have to be clean. If you're not clean, you're an idiot. We knew this was happening. Okay, so that's kind of what marijuana became. They're still testing for uh, levels of alcohol, methamphetamines, I think uh, opioids and everything like that. It's a street drug test or whatever. So I think they are still tested for that. They will not test for marijuana until training camp starts, until the end of the first uh, preseason game or something like that. So they have changed the window on marijuana specifically, made it much tighter. So now the, hey, I need to be clean by 420 date, which shout out to the NFL allowing guys to be able to now, you know, participate in our holiday, you know, for a long time. That was kind of a, it was like they were dancing on our grave almost. Yeah. Like, oh, you like it? Oh, you like it? We'll start testing on fucking 420. Gotcha. But boy, if you got tested on 420, what a day. <laughs> what a fucking day. I, I would never, ever forget that feeling of me sitting around, you know. OTA is normally pretty boring for me, punting a ball. And then all of a sudden, our, our, our head athletic trainer would walk out and he goes, annual drug test day or whatever. And everybody would be like, uh, okay, here we go. He would go through the alphabetical order, you know. And you hear Mathis, and then I'm almost like, come on, come on, come on, come on. McAfee, yes! Fucking right, dude! <laughs> Fucking right! And then other teammates that I potentially, you know, partook with, they wouldn't get picked until training camp. So all oh. summer, hey, uh, all oh, summer. No. All, it's just luck of the draw, too. It's like, yeah, how is your summer going to go? Lottery. How, how is, it's, it's just 100% a lottery, and you've got to hope that your name is called by the time OTA's finished. Because if not, they can get you randomly in the middle of the summer. They'll definitely be getting you in training camp and all this shit. It's a, it's a tough game. Now they're just like, we understand that you guys had those moments where you're like, ah, damn it, why can't I? Now we're just shorting it down, okay? Everybody's going to be the same. Is that okay? Mm -hmm. So now your friends can't smoke without you for like three, four months straight, right in your face, basically. Okay, we appreciate that. That's a good deal. I'm happy the NFL yeah. did And the NFL did that. Is that the last CBA, you think, or did that happen recently? I think that just happened over the last CBA, like when they did everything before COVID or right when COVID hit, right? That's awesome. I'm a big fan of that move. I, so how long? Maybe I go back okay, so Let's Ooh. say you, you, the window starts August 1st. When would you have to stop? Depends on your body fat. So, because it's stored in your fat cells, how much you smoke, how long you've been smoking. There's a lot of factors that go into it. For me, I, my quickest uh, turnaround time is eight days. I got, um, I was a part of a rather large, like 10 to 15 blunt session the night before I got arrested. Oh, cool. Really? Okay. So oh. that was bi week, and there was a celebration happening, and I was invited to that. And I had, I, not, I didn't smoke those right to my head, obviously. These were being shared amongst okay. friends. Then I get, the alleged incident, definitely publicly intoxicated, go into the thing. I get told, like, hey, you're going to enter into stage one of the substance of abuse program. You're going to get tested when you get back from your suspension or whatever. So it might have been 10 days or whatever then. Uh, and I jump roped for 10 straight days, lost 14 pounds. Lost 14 pounds. Really? Yeah. Because I, I couldn't go into the facility. I had no friends. I couldn't really do anything. My phone was broke from water damage. I mean, I couldn't go out in public. <laughs> 
So I just jump roped like four times a day. And I was like, I'm not going to fail a test. I'm not going to fail a test. Because if I fail a test, then I got to be in for 27 months. And there's no way in hell I can do that. I don't fail a test. I go in three months of stage one. Then I'm told on the last day as I'm driving home to celebrate getting through stage one and graduating through back to Pittsburgh. I get a phone call in the middle of Ohio. Okay. On the side of 70, uh, Dr. Uh, Dr. Brown, I believe is his name. Uh, he says, uh, congratulations, you've been moved into phase two or stage two of the substance abuse program. It's the same as uh, stage one, just 24 months long. And I was like, this motherfucker. Jesus. I needed it, though, at that time. Because that back in Pittsburgh that weekend, I potentially get in the same exact situation. Yeah. <laughs> get in a little trouble. That got me in there. But I lost it in 10 days, but I got very thin. I mean, I've shown a picture of me at that. It was, I didn't eat. I just did everything. I was going to go did play you, soccer after that. Did you go to like GNC and get those drinks or whatever? No, because they started testing for that too. Oh, they oh, did really. Yeah, they started testing for like the things that cover it or whatever. You well, know, you can't be. Dil- I, I know guys have had to go back because it's too dilute. Like if you're too overhydrated, you do have to come back. And by the way, veteran in the game, if you get tested on that annual thing and they send it in, you'll get a heads up like the next day if it was too diluted. So like, there's been times where guys have given the test and the test administrator has said it's okay. Send it in. Oh, we need another one the next day. Guy's already celebrated. Yeah. So it's like, whoa. So I, by the way, listen, I've, it's been about 17 days. I give myself 20 days, almost maybe three weeks, depending on how fat Pat was at the time. Mm-hmm. Hey, you know, fatter me, got to start a little bit earlier, a little bit more in shape me, doesn't need as much time. I can extend it another two to three days for them to tell me my test is good. <laughs> so that's what I would do at the end of this thing. But boy, it was, uh, I'm happy they kind of cleared that whole thing up. No, I don't think guys will fail anymore, thank God. I mean, they shouldn't. And even if they do fail, I know you're not. I don't know if you're put in the program right away, but either way, you got to fail three tests, don't you, to get suspended any games? I don't think there's any more game suspensions ever. Oh, you're right. I think it's just you go into the program. Yeah, and your life's over. (laughs) (laughs) So you're still in the program. You still get tested, right? But you're just not suspended. Everybody's like, oh, it's a big, you know, that's really cool. They they don't get to miss any games. Like, yeah, still in the program. Still going to get tested eight times a month. Still have to call somebody whenever you're leaving the state and give them an address you're going to. But what if if you test positive when you're in the program and you're saying you're not suspending them? Does it? If you test positive fine. in the program, then do you get suspended? I would assume it's a fine. I don't think it's a suspension. I think it's just a monetary thing. Some guy's just going to eat that fine. Some people won't care. People never get out of the program. Ever. Yeah. It's like yeah. set up for you never to get out of the program. So I, like, it's very, very, very difficult. I mean, very. I got tested in the middle of Georgia when I was Bigfoot hunting at 4.30 a.m. in the middle of the hills of Georgia. I got tested in Las Vegas, Pittsburgh, New Orleans. I've been tested everywhere. They tracked me eight times a month, 27 months straight. It was just like, yeah, I had no chance at all. Well, Jay Nikowski was the one that gave you the... Uh, Cruise. The, the, mm-hmm. Yeah, the, the solution. Cruise. What they do, land on boat? <laughs> fucking great call. So, yeah. <laughs> so I started being a cruise guy that next offseason. But then the lockout hit. And it was perfect because it stopped everything. And then you were given a reprieve, basically, until you got clean again uh, after the lockout happened. Then they restarted the counter from then for however long. So it was like, that's why I said, I don't know how long this thing's going to be, but I'm going to go on a run here. And it ended up being like 100 some days. My body was ready for that lockout to end. (laughs) I mean, I was going hard. I didn't want to do anything for the rest of the the program time. But it's guys never get out, ever. Well, that's bullshit how they do it, too, how they, like, dangle that carrot in front of you. Like, hey, it's three months, you get through this, and then you get through that thinking, like, okay, we're good to go. And they're like, oh, by the way, uh, you got another two years in this. Yeah, and then, by the way, when you're in there, there's a chance that you could potentially, 
you know, just fuck up one time, maybe, and oh yeah, we're adding another six or seven months onto it, or, or another twelve months onto it. Wild, <laughs> God. But by the way, you get to be in the NFL. You don't have to be in the That's NFL. Right. Privilege, right? So like, I had to get to that point too. It's like I get to be here. I don't have to be here. All right, I could be a fucking bum out there, I guess. But this does stink. I mean, I got this. This absolutely stinks. So I want, I, I want cold turkey. Nothing for like twenty. Five months. Tried well, spice there for a couple. Of months. Yeah, oh, yeah. I was gonna say, didn't you have a few encounters with spice during the first month or two? Yeah, that was before we knew there were zombies. Please, right? Mm-hmm. Okay, that was before we knew. What did, what did it do to you? I've always wondered. Like, what? It, I've, I've actually seen guys freak out, and I've heard stories from different security guys around the league that have had been called to like hotels when guys lost their mind. Like, yeah. what does it do? Yeah. So I don't know. I, I feel like I handle. Um, <laughs> It's going to sound bad. I feel like I handle drugs, hallucinogens, things pretty okay. Like, I feel like my body and brain think, at this point have done, done okay. It's a safe bet. I think people wouldn't be shocked to hear that. Yeah, okay. okay. So, <laughs> I'm just, I handle it pretty good. So, it was just like, a, it, was a, it was a similar to a marijuana high, but then when it ended, which was much quicker, much quicker, there was this massive headache. It was like, oh my God. It was like, you felt as if you just smoked a chemical, right? Yeah, so yeah. it was like, I just smoked something that I had no idea what it is. And I've told this story before. I go back to West Virginia to, uh, for some event or, or like maybe my friend's birthday or whatever. I was sleep, uh, sleeping on a couch in West Virginia and, uh, you know, a lot of smoking going on with a lot of guys that I was in West Virginia. So I go back there and I pull out my own blunt that I rolled with Spice while they were smoking their own thing. And uh, like two of the guys in the room looked at me and they're like, this is the NFL, huh? <laughs> smoking meth oh. in a blunt? Is that what you're doing? I'm like, yeah, you're, I should not. And that was like, <laughs> yeah. it is, isn't it? Yeah, somebody made that. Yeah, there's chemicals. You probably stinks. I was like, I get a massive headache every day. Oh, yeah, you're smoking meth. <laughs> you're oh, it's meth. Yeah, here in West Virginia, we know it is the year right. So I stopped that. But for like, 25 months, I was just 100% sober, me and my thoughts. I, it was... It's pretty... Isn't it amazing what your mind is capable of doing, Pat? I you guess. lost like ni- You lost 19 pounds jumping rope in six days because eight. you didn't want to fail a test, and then you stayed sober for 25 months. Yeah, I'm pretty stubborn, I think. You know, it was pretty... A, uh, it's, I think we've all learned that at this point. But the... Um, that was a big fuck you to the doctor, you know, that put me in there because I think he wanted to ruin my life forever. You know, I, I like that's what that it feels like. That's what that program is. It, it's like yeah. it is just like monotonous. It's like, hey, we are going to make this a living hell for you almost, you know, and it's like I get it. OK, I made a massive mistake. I embarrassed my family. I embarrassed my team. I embarrassed everybody, by the way, just lost all of my friends, by the way, because everybody that I was friends with party like that's what we did like i had no idea that there was fun things to do while you're not incredibly fucked up so it was like a i lost all my friends and then it's like okay now you got to meet with a counselor once a week by the way if you miss that there's additional penalties on the back end of it it's like oh so my entire life just completely changed but i want to get out it helped me though like i think grand scheme looking back was very good but they, there's a way that they could adjust that, I think, to make it a little bit better for everybody. You were on call too, right? Like yeah. if you missed a phone call, like you Four had hours. to call. Yeah, you had to call back immediately and they'd call you like at 3 a.m. in the morning yes. sometimes. 3.30 like, was that, that time. I mean, the anxiety from that alone. like. And then, by the way, you wake up, you can't pee in the morning, okay? Because you don't know if they're going to come maybe like 10 a.m. and you want to have a piss on deck to get it done quickly. <laughs> it's fucking, it changed my entire life. It took me like, Maybe seven months after I got out of there, for every morning I wake up, just be like, oh, I can piss. All right. Because I used to just have to hold that, you yeah. know, like to kind of pass the day. And then there was a rule that I found out that it, they couldn't test back to back days. Okay. So I was like, okay, so now we'll try to, 
you know, would be able to at least do something. And then bang, one time I got back-to-back days hitting two different cities. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> they knew. That they rule's kn- fake. They knew that was a lie. <laughs> Somebody lied to me there, yeah. But I, I do like that they're kind of coming to an amendment on that. And I fucked up to get in there, but I, I feel like there has to be a way to fix that a little bit. Hey, don't you feel like the league's going to save a bunch of money by not having yeah. guys in the program like that? Because the NFL does not want to bust guys for weed. It doesn't look good to the fans. doesn't look good to anybody, and they don't really care. So I feel like it's a win for everybody. I was in there because of a public intoxication. Any drug or alcohol-related thing, you go into the program. So I would have been in there regardless because the public intoxication. But you're with the weed, the, the, the piss takers, by the way, everyone I've met, very good people. Yeah. yeah, like very nice. The guy in India that tested me, I think over 150 times, maybe in a certain amount. He and I became pretty good, pretty good little friends. Yeah, I got a Christmas gift. You know, I was like, hey, man, how you <laughs> doing? Here you go. How you doing? Yeah, it was. Very, and, and when it was coming to an end, almost like he knew, I knew. It was like, hey, hell of a run. You know? yeah. <laughs> he, was, he was a good guy. Like he was a legit good guy. So- they're getting paid on those things. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're getting paid on all those, you know? And you don't know who's all in the program until you get in the program. Then you guys kind of run into each other at certain things. It's like, man, I didn't know. It was like, uh, hey. Six months in, man. I'm like, oh. <laughs> Stay strong. Good luck out there. Yes, you wait. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's kind of like one of those what, things. Hey, what would happen to you? So, say you ran into that piss tester guy out to dinner somewhere, and he's with his family, you're with your family or whatever. Like, oh, how do you guys know each other? And the guy's like, well, I've been staring at this dude's dong for the last 19 months <laughs> watching him piss test. All right. Let's get to a break. <laughs> they all, hey, all of them were very nice. I've been tested in my house with my kids grabbing their clipboards and, and their, their piss cups. I've been tested in the stalls of bathrooms at the Super Bowl in New York. When I went there, I was doing media stuff like with 30 other people in the bathroom, and I'm in a stall with a guy watching me pee. Hey, the hotel lobby bathroom is the best. Yes. Because they can't lock the door. So you have no idea. I was in Charlotte, I think, and I got tested in a hotel lobby bathroom. And a guy that was working, I think, outside, like construction guy, walks in and goes, what the hell's going? <laughs> what the hell's going? I laughed so hard. I was like, sir, this is a, just a little test between me and my guy. I just met him. Yeah, it's a little test. He's like, Good luck, man. <laughs> so funny. So, so funny. All right, let's get to a break. We're back on the other side. I hope people got a little bit... You know, look, that's this show covers that no other show can cover. That's right. That's right. I'm not sure how many other hosts <laughs> went through a 27-month tw- substance of abuse program administered by the NFL. Not sure how many. I'm sure there are going to be more and more as more players, you know, feel empowered to tell their story and their opinions. But this show does have an experience that, you know, was well-deserved. But, boy, it was fucking hellacious. <laughs> I do wonder what your net was before everything and then 27 months later what your net average Hunting? was after. Yeah, 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 I got much better at kicking footballs. <laughs> yeah. Much better. It helped you out a lot. My whole life, yeah. <laughs> everything got better after that. <laughs> Literally everything. And for, like, three, four years, I would I would drink, like, a beer or two or whatever, and I would feel immediately guilty. Really? Yeah. Damn. I would feel, like, terrible. You know, I'd feel like, ah, man, because... You're talking to the substance abuse counselor once a month. I mean, we're going through PowerPoints of what I'm doing. It's like, I mean, I guess if that's how you're going to look at it. I didn't know that's how we have to view it. I was having a blast. Well, this is what you're doing to your body. You're killing yourself. You know that, right? uh This is basically what your body's doing. So for like a good two years after, I would say like two years, every time I drink, I'll be like, all right, I'm fucking up everything again. <laughs> and I'll be like, I guess that's what the program's for or whatever. And it did work, yeah. Now I just, now I'm just high all the time. <laughs> On CBD, by the way. In that's the right. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Shout out. Everything in my life has gotten better, though, since then. It so worked. I, that's good. It worked. Dr. Drew would be happy. 
Dr. Phil would be as well. Yeah. I wonder what Dr. Phil would have about the practices and policies of that substance abuse program, though. Seems huh. a little bit cruel and unusual punishment, I said a couple times. I wonder yeah. if he changed anything around. Well, I reached out to the NFLPA about 20 months into it, and I was like, yeah. is there any way we can maybe get me a little bit less testing than eight times a month? I guess it's supposed to go down. I got an answer like three, four months later. Are you good, bro? Oh, I'm almost <laughs> out now. Thanks. I figured they would have told you, hey, you're going to be fucked up for a couple years after this thing anyway, so don't worry. Oh, just what you think now is bad. Wait for that. <laughs> yeah. Wait till you're free and you can't even drink a beer. Can't thank you enough for choosing to listen to the show. The fact that you do, I am eternally grateful for. Not a bad little Wednesday, huh? No, not at all. It's a fun show. Tomorrow's show will be coming to you live from the FanDuel Beach House down in Tampa Bay as I get ready for the second ever Friday night SmackDown live on Fox with Michael Cole for me. Mr. Friday Night. That's what people are saying. That's what people are saying. What a joke. Um, we're back tomorrow with a big show, big guests, big conversations. Be a friend, tell a friend. We'll talk to you then. Ty, please play some independent music and propel these people into a beautiful Wednesday night. Cheers.